Told my teacher, dumb bitch, I'm gonna get millions. Watch this. In the project living, Damn. spoke it till existence. Voila. More change than 50, got more cars than Diddy. Oh God. I only weigh 180, but my watch cost 250. We're starting the show right fucking now. This is the show. Uh, it's called Real AF, and we don't do intros anymore. Fuck it. <laughs> I got my buddy Chad right here from Georgia. Uh, he's an interesting cat, very accomplished man, uh, United States Navy veteran, SEAL. Uh, SEAL instructor. We're going to talk about all this cool shit. We're, you were just on Rogan, right? I No, I haven't been on Joe's show. You brother. haven't done Rogan? I, I have not. No. All right. Maybe we need to do the intro and start over again because I just fucked that up. No, it's, it's, it's all good, <laughs> nah, man. Fuck it. Well, you should be, bro. You should be on Rogan. No shit. Joe, have him on the show. Um, guys, for real, we got a good episode here. We got a uh, full crew. Um, I got two big episodes. This is going to be one, and we got another one recording tomorrow that you guys are going to like their full length. Um, and, and tomorrow I'm going to talk about what I think is actually going on in the world. I think you got, we might talk about that today. Fuck it. I don't know. Um, I don't know where this is going to go, but we got good people here. We got Sal. What's up, Sal? What's going on, everybody? We got, uh, we got DJ. Yeah. The real urban DJ. The real urban. <laughs> <laughs> is that your new name? The real urban? I think, I think that's what I want to go with. I think that's the real, real urban. urban. You're not going to go with Suge Morning anymore? Or Suge Morning. Suge Morning. I like Suge Morning. I, newly bald, so... Yeah, it's, it's a look, bro. Me and DJ have become good friends oh, yeah, I like over the show. last few. Me and DJ and Jim. <laughs> you guys gonna start your own now, podcast? Look, if you guys listen to this podcast, y'all need to send Andy a DM and yeah. tell him that Jim needs to be on the podcast. Hey, man. listen. Hey, you know why don't you just go out and grab him? Let's just get this no, over. No, it's yeah. Okay. Yeah. no, let's get this I don't, over. I don't, I don't, let's just. I don't. I don't want to pull work. it off, man. Are you? Are you? Are you lying just to keep? No, you're just well, here, Chad and DJ. No. You guys need to keep your hands above the table. I'll make sure you guys aren't loving on each other. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. All right. You're just lying because you don't want to bring my dad on the show. I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna tell him. I'm so gonna, I'm gonna tell you, man. It, it's uh, it, it's coming here. It's hard to describe to people what you guys have been able to accomplish. I mean, this is this is unbelievable man what you guys have done <clears throat> not not just from a material standpoint but just the team that you guys have formed like it, it's unbelievable man thanks brother i mean you're crushing it thank bro. you man it's uh it's it's been a long journey you know it's, this is our going into our 23rd year so i mean we're, we're still pretty young but we started young and that's what a lot of people don't realize but man uh you know honestly bro like it's all cool but the cool the coolest thing about all this, for real, is seeing these guys out here help tens of thousands of people on a regular basis improve their lives. And, and then, by the way, getting to have people like you come in here and see it and share it and talk about it and uh, be a part of it, bro. So, dude, um, thank you for coming up, man. I know, I know you drove up here. Dude, it's an honor. And thank you guys for having me. Uh, I'm actually surprised you let me come, man. I'm just <laughs> a skinny dude with a red beard. And I didn't even know we were filming this. I would have did a little better job on my braid. But yeah, man, getting here, getting here was, was quite an adventure. I did drive. Yeah. Now, I, now I know you're a car guy, Andy, yep. right? So I've never owned a nice vehicle in my life. It doesn't make sense for me to own a nice vehicle because I literally don't go to town. I don't go to town, period. And so this freaking, all this coronavirus stuff, I'm, I, I'm not trying to fly right now, right? And it's not because of coronavirus. I've already had coronavirus. 
I ran a freaking marathon every, on, on day five. Everybody here has had coronavirus, right? <laughs> every single person like, had it here. Go on my Instagram if you want to see what my coronavirus journey was. It was very manageable. I'm not, I'm trying not to fly because I'm going to tell you right now, brother, people's People are 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 oh, are, are keyed up, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 I don't do well being treated like livestock, right? Staying here, dude. When can I? Oh, you know, I don't do well when you start to treat me like livestock. So I, I told my wife, I said, you know, I got to drive up here in this old beat up Toyota truck. I just don't think it's gonna make it. And so I went out. The day before yesterday, and brought bought me a brand new suburban. There you oh, go. Oh, this is the first nice car I've ever owned in my life. Now I like to choke when them jokers told me what it was going to cost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I bought it, and I and, and so the morning I, I went to leave to come up here, I walked outside. It was like nineteen degrees outside. It, for balls cold, man. And I'm out there. Cr- I cr- crank my my new suburban up and. I come back in the house, and my wife's like, man, what were you doing? And I was like, I had to go out and crank my car up, let my car warm up. She said, you know that thing has something called remote start. <laughs> I never heard of a car, and there's a button on this key thing that I can push and crank my car from inside my house. Yeah. Now, I get in the thing after I learn now that it has remote start, and I'm literally sitting, I'm going down the road, man, and my seat starts to get hot. And I legitimately, am, I'm getting concerned. Yeah, right. I think that my car is like malfunctioning. I'm like, this thing's brand new, man. How, what is going on here, oh, man? Yeah. And I look down, and this thing has heaters in the seats, man. Um, so I'm getting soft. Them Suburbans are sweet, man. I'm oh, yeah, getting bro. soft driving you're, this thing around. You're, real, you're, you're getting real soft, you know. Chad, but, I got to be honest, though. Wait, wait until that AC comes on. Your balls, are, you just got on a run. Your balls get real nice and cold. Yeah, Those right. AC seats are fire, man. Dude. They're nice. Y'all, you, think, y'all, you, y'all think I'm joking. No, no we don't. I'm not joking. No, we don't. We've all been there, man. Yeah. It's nice. Welcome. No, we don't. <laughs> I, I, dude, man. the sea heaters can sneak up on you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Start cooking that meat. Did you turn the steering wheel on? No, I ain't figured that one out oh, buddy. yet. I, I will I, say that though, dude. I don't. I'm not a big sea heater or cooler guy, but the steering wheel when it's when it's like zero or below, balls cold. That's nice. Yeah, it's oh, nice. Yeah. I I want to. You know, I want what I want to know, Andy. Just so it'll make me feel better about what I paid for my suburban. What's the most you've ever spent on a vehicle? Oh. <laughs> wrong I question have a, feel, the wrong I have a feeling I'm going to be okay with what I yeah, paid. Yeah, yeah. I, I paid forty three thousand dollars for my suburban. You won. I just said you, you won. Oh, yeah, you won. You should feel good about that. <laughs> the answer is yes, <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I I was thinking about you yeah. when I bought it. I tell you, look, man. <laughs> I'll tell you another time, <laughs> dude. It's it's uh, I have the disease, man. Like whatever that disease is, the Hot Wheel car, motor, tractor, like operating anything. It's just in my blood, man. And like the, the, the feel and the, the sounds and the, the whole visceral experience of cars. And then when you start learning about racing and you start learning about the technical aspects of racing and man, it's just in me. I can't fight it anymore. I used to be pissed off. And like, I would even tell people like when I would buy cars, I'd be like, fuck dude, I wish I had a different hobby. I wish I had something else that I loved. But I love it, you know, and it's just something no, it's I really enjoy. it's a great hobby to have, yeah. man. I, and, and, dude, I, I've worked for Mr. Obama a few times. And um, we used to ride around in those Suburbans, you know, and I always wanted – the coolest car I've ever seen was we were flying to a country in West Africa <clears throat> and little hole-in-the-wall place. And 
we had this vehicle on board the C-17, and we were dropping it off for a little deta- a little CIA detachment, right? And it was a Toyota Prado or Land Cruiser, right? And it looked it looked stock, bone stock. But when you started digging into this thing, man, it was up armored. There was a turret that popped out the roof from the, you know, the, the back hatch. Um, it had, I probably shouldn't be saying all this. <laughs> it had little, dude, it had cameras. I was like, dude, there ain't no telling what this joker costs, man. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. dude, those, those up armored, uh, like Suburbans that are done with like all the cameras, those are half a mil, man. Really? Those things are crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I think when you get into that, that level of stuff. Where you know we're talking about turrets and all that. I mean, I think those are seven-figure vehicles each one. I guarantee you, if the government's building, they are. Uh, do you have one yet? No. Well, we got an up armored. We uh, have. Up-armored. I saw the Humvee out there. Yeah, yeah, so, but that's not armored. We got an up armored suburban. Yeah, dude, that's, that's awesome. The company that, that, that I work for, we have we have one for the contract. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So man. did you drop that thing off in Rome, Georgia, when you're flying over it? Dude, I wish I'm a Toyota man. Yeah. I mean, I'm a Toyota man. It's hard to battle. You know? So, but no, that thing's probably still in Africa somewhere. It's probably been destroyed by now, but. So dude, I was, let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, what you've done and how, you know, what you're doing now, because I think it's, it's really cool. Um, you know, 2006, you graduate high school, you go right into the Navy. Did you always know you wanted to be a SEAL? No, I didn't, Andy. I didn't. I, I just. You know, I, I was lived in a small town in North Georgia. I've come full circle. I'm back there now. But, you know, I, I just came to a realization one day in life that if I don't leave this little small town and go do something special, right, in quotation marks, right, something different, that that was going to be my lot in life, which is fine. Now, Now, I know a lot of men that are some of the greatest men on earth. Yeah. that have never left that place. But there was something in me, some burning desire to do something a little different. So I went to to join the Navy, and I went through boot camp. At First of all, I failed the, the physical standards test numerous times, finally got a SEAL contract, went to boot camp, got all the way through boot camp. We were graduating, the day of graduation, where we, we had these hats that said recruit, and, and when you graduate, you get a hat that says Navy on it, right? And so we're going to get our Navy hats. And my drill instructor, dude, he pulls me to the side and he says, Chad, man, you got to go to medical. They found something on your dive physical. Because they run you through the mill when you go to be a SEAL. Like, they really check you from head to toe. So I walk into this dude's office. I'm about, you know, thinking I'm about to go to SEAL training. Man, I've graduated. All right, I'm, I'm here. My dream is starting. He says, hey, bud. You have a, a seven centimeter pericardial cyst on your heart. This is top, this dude is the top medical officer for naval special warfare. He said, You will never be able to be a SEAL. He said, This cyst is asymptomatic, meaning that we're not going to take it off your heart. It's a rare condition. All right. It's not going to affect you your whole life. What they were afraid of is when we dove that the pressure change would burst the cyst, right? They didn't know that for a fact, but it was a possibility. So he said, you, you know, you, sorry, bud. You know, we're going to send you to the regular Navy, which would have been fine, but that wasn't necessarily where I had set my goals, right? It was actually way off from what I had made up my mind to go do. And so um, I wasn't too happy with that. So I, I got an administrative discharge from the Navy and uh, went back home. 
with my hat in my hand, right? Because when I went back home, guess what all them old boys back at the house thought? Oh, yeah. They thought, well, old Chad, he's back. He yeah. couldn't make the cut, right? And I'm like, no, man, I actually have this cyst on my heart. And they're like, oh, come on, dude. Yeah, right. Yeah, come yeah, on, right. man. A pericardial cyst. Ain't nobody ever even heard of that, yeah. man. And, and so, you know, I'm there at the house. I start shopping around for a heart surgeon. Now, every heart surgeon I go to, they say, hey, man, you're freaking 19 years old. We're not opening your chest up to remove an asymptomatic cyst. Like, this is a, a dangerous surgery. And so they would, they just flat out would deny even doing the surgery. Finally found a dude named Dr. Cooper after going to about three or four different heart surgeons. And uh, he was an army guy. He had served on the battlefield as a combat surgeon. He understood I wanted to go serve my country as a U.S. Navy SEAL. He said, Chad, we'll, we'll do this, man. We'll, I'll take this off your heart, man. So I paid for my own heart surgery. I got in the vehicle that morning, was driving to the hospital, and uh, I had one moment of doubt, and it was on that drive to the hospital, 5.30 a.m. My dad, uh, I look over at my dad, and I said, Dad, do you really think that I should do this, man? It's getting serious. It's getting real now, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and, and it's a gamble, because if I have this thing taken off my heart, there's no guarantee that they're going to even let me back in the Navy. Right. Like, I didn't have right. any promises. There's no guarantee They didn't make that. me yeah. any promises, man. Right. This surgery cost over $100,000, right? This is a huge gamble. We were poor. Yeah. I mean, hell, I'm still poor, <laughs> you know? And, and, and so, we're, and, I said, and I asked Dad, I said, man, you think I should really do this? And he said, son, if you want to be a SEAL, you don't have a freaking choice. Now, that's been a common theme in my life. You got to come to that conclusion at some point in your life that if you, that there's going to be times where you don't have a freaking choice. Me and DJ just talked. It's the same way with marriage, man. My wife's a recovering addict. There was a time I got home from deployment in 2012. Whole nother story. She said, you know, she she was she was off the wall, dude. And I was I, I was about to quit my marriage. And I called my little brother. He said, Chad, you don't have a choice. There again, you don't have a freaking choice, man. So we go to the hospital. I had this thing removed from my heart. Um, and luckily, they let me back in the navy. And uh, I went straight through SEAL training. was never rolled, never failed a single evolution because I had so much invested right. in it beforehand. If I would have went to BUDS without the whole process, you know, of removing the cyst and the heart surgery, I don't think I would have made it, just to be totally honest with you. But, but when I finally got to toe the line, I had two years. I had a heart surgery. I had a lot of money. I had all this time and money and effort, and, and I had all this invested, right? Nothing was going to stop me. I, I literally would have died. I don't, I don't say that lightly. You, you hear people say that all the time. No, no, no. No, dude. no, I, I don't say that lightly, yeah. man. No, you, could, you could feel it. <laughs> yeah, that's real. Yeah, dude. That's, uh, you know, that whole mentality, right? Like, dude, I don't have a choice. I think that's... that's that's the whole key, man. It's like we were talking on the treadmill earlier. You know, you, you, how many ultra marathons have you, you done? I've lost count, bro. Yeah. I mean, do, do you have a choice of quitting? No. It, look, man, this is the foundation of everything. Yeah. Before we go any further with this conversation, if, if you, any of you guys listening to this, I don't know how many people listen to this, but 
if you're listening to this, the foundation of everything in life is taking quitting off the table. Mm-hmm. You have to literally take it off the table, whether it's marriage, whether it's business, whether it's running, wh- whatever your dreams are, whatever you aspire to be, you have to take quitting off the table because if you quit, then everything else we talk about today, it don't matter. It's, it don't freaking matter, man. Right, right. Dude, that's something I talk about a lot. I've talked a lot about on this show for the last five, six years now. Something I call zero options mentality. There you go. Whenever you're, whenever you're in the beginning, and we talk about it a lot in the context of entrepreneurship because the way this show started, it started as an entrepreneurship show and it's evolved into more of a talk show yeah. where we talk about opinions and things. Before, it was more like a lecture. And one of the things I always teach is zero options mentality. And basically what that means, guys, that if you're not familiar, you're a new listener, um, you know, in the beginning when you're in business or you're starting anything, right? Or, or your back's against the wall. That's when it's the easiest for you to push through because you don't have a choice. But the, the key and why you see so many people become moderately successful, you know, they, they've done okay. They've built something that's, it's not, it's not, you know, what it could be, but it's paying the bills and they never really roll out of that into that next level is because they lose the ability to understand that zero option mentality. You as a human, if you want to perform at a high level, have to be able to continuously put yourself in a position to where you don't have an option, but to win. And you have to do that even when you're winning. And that's the key, right? It's easy to give yourself outs when things are going well. It's easy to say, I don't have to send that email when you're making good money now. It's easy to say, I don't have to take that meeting or make that call or do that thing. But that's why people lose. And so what what Chad's talking about here is a very relevant concept to success literally in, in, in the SEALs, in business, in your marriage. And if you want to run marathons, if you want to lift a thousand pounds, it doesn't matter. You just have to learn how to put your back against the wall to where the only option is the result that you're after. And I think I find I've interviewed so many people and talked to so many high achieving individuals in all different areas of life. And dude, this is a common theme they all talk about. Well, you, I mean, you're exactly right, Andy. And well, let's analyze why why do people quit in the first place, right? So we started SEAL training with 300 guys. We graduated with 18 dudes. I've seen a lot of people quit. I've seen a lot of people quit in, in a lot of different things, even ultra marathons, right? But SEAL training is the is the freaking the, the prime example of it. What do you think the number one reason that all those guys quit was? It's hard. It's really not that it's hard. It, it, there's no single evolution. I don't of SEAL think, training I, that's all I, I that think hard. they didn't have enough leverage on the back end to, to push them through. That's it. That's like they a, don't have a, a reason. Of it. I was. Yeah. In the, I mean, if you were asking for an element, I would say. I would say the cold. Well, the cold. That's part. Uh, but so all those are all those components. I I think contribute to it. The number one reason that dudes quit in SEAL training is because they looked at the big picture, right? Like they they could not focus on what they had to do in that moment to make it to the next moment. My, my, you know what? I had a goal every day in Bud's when I woke up to get to breakfast. To get to breakfast. Yeah, yeah. That was my only goal. I remember in Hell Week, man, 
we, we do this evolution in Hell Week where it's just a one-mile repeat. You run one mile down the beach and run one mile back, right? One-mile repeat on a sunny beach in California, right? We've been up for whatever, 72, 80 hours, something like that, but it's it's, it's easy day, right? You can do this at your own pace. I, I see guys, we lost more guys in that single evolution probably than anything else in Hell Week. And I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm like, why are guys quit? I'm running on a sunny beach at my own pace in California. The instructors aren't bothering me. The caveat is the instructors didn't tell us when this evolution was going to be over. All right? So these guys, man, they get in their head, man, we could be doing this for another 20 hours. We could be doing this for another 15 hours, right? When in, in reality, all you had to do was run a single mile. Not even that. You just had to put one foot in front of the other at your own pace. And that was the mentality that got me through SEAL training. I was never the fastest. I was never the strongest. I'm dang sure not the smartest, right? But I can laser focus on what needs to be done in that moment in order to proceed with my mission. It's the reason I run the. It's the reason I won the Mid State Mile. Yeah, we talked we ta- about it out there. Yeah, yeah. It's the whole reason. Yeah, man. I I get it. You know, uh, <clears throat> I talked to so many people as we were sharing earlier. Uh, I talked to so many business owners and people who who feel defeated, or they feel like they haven't accomplished, or they feel like they can't accomplish. And and the theme is, it's exactly what you said, bro. It's they are looking at a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, or the ultimate version of what they want to be, which is great to look at because you got to have a target, but they're judging their, their success and, and their, their progress based on the fact that they haven't reached this yet. When in reality, all this is about is winning the day. And this is what we talked about out in the gym this morning. You know, if you're, if you find yourself in a scenario right now where you feel dissatisfied or you feel like you're never going to get where you want to go, or you feel like you can't, you're not making progress. The, the likelihood of the reason why you feel that way is because you're looking so far ahead and judging yourself based on that. When in reality, it's, it's counterintuitive to how big goals are accomplished. Yep. Big, you eat, how do you eat elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time, man. This isn't new. Yeah, This no. is nothing new. This is something we've forgotten. It's, dude, that's what it is. And I talk to guys like uh, my buddy JP, uh, JP Donnell, who's our great friend of ours. Um, and we always, you know, we, we talk real like, Hey bro, what, what was it like over there? You know, when you were a sniper and we tell the, he tells the stories and we all sit there like, Holy fuck. And, but, but really do what he always says. It, um, I always, I, I'm always curious cause I meet a lot of guys. I'm like, Hey, what was buds like? And he's like, it wasn't, it wasn't no big deal. Jocko said the same thing. It wasn't no big deal. And you know what they both said? They said, fuck dude, it's just one day at a time. You just go. Well, I think that's, you look at the correlation to life, whether it's buds training or building a business or, and I don't know if you understand kind of what we do. We sell more than supplements, right? Like our game plan is to help people change their lives. And I think that's what we do better than everybody else in our industry. <clears throat> and we have lives every day and we talk to people and in order to be successful, whether you have a hundred pounds to lose, 200 pounds to lose, 20 pounds to lose, it's putting one foot in front of the other. It's one meal at a time. It's, it's one good workout at a time. It's making sure you're tracking your food one day at a time and just simply hitting the repeat button. You know, and if you can do that consistently over a long period of time, you can be successful. It doesn't matter. Nobody ever asked you how long it take you to lose 100 pounds. They look at the result that you lost 100 pounds, you know, and so back to your, your, your uh, analogy about running the mile, like nobody cares how long it fucking takes you to do it. 
Yeah, but the they ca- just want to know if you did it. Sal, the caveat to this and the reason that, that so many people struggle with success now, and I, when I say success, I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about any area you're trying to be successful. The reason they can't succeed is because everybody out there is selling them the fucking secret. They're selling them the fucking secret. When, when, when guess what? There is no secret. There is, there is, you win today. You win today. And then guess what? If you won today, you get about, you get about, uh, you know, maybe if you're lucky, eight hours before you got to win the next day. And, and you know what? At the end of the, this is what builds confidence in yourself. This is what builds self-worth. A lot of these motherfuckers online right now are talking about, oh, dude, just tell yourself you're, you're great and you'll feel great. That's not, that's not true. Tell yourself you're great and don't do shit and tell me you feel any better. Yeah, you're no not going to feel no. better. Okay. <laughs> you, you this is the big, the line. dude, it's the biggest lie in society right now that, you, you could, should just accept yourself and say, you know, I, I'm great the way I am. That's the biggest fucking lie in society. You got to test yourself if you want to be happy. You've got to test yourself if you want to be fulfilled. You have to know that when you look in the mirror at night, you did what you're supposed to do. And when you look in the mirror at night and you did whatever you're supposed to do, you're going to feel good. And the next day, you get to start over again. And that's just the way it is. People are trying to search for this answer that is like everlasting. There is no everlasting answer to happiness. There is no everlasting answer to fulfillment. There is no everlasting answer to fitness or making money. You have to execute day by day by day for a long time. And that's just the way it is. And if you're not willing to do that, you just won't get that. And that's just the reality. And we're, we're, we're inundated by marketing every fucking day, whether it be the diet industry, the fitness industry, the, uh, the, you know, success industry, the relationship, all these things, right? Everybody's a fucking coach now. And they're telling, and by the way, if your coach hasn't done shit, why the fuck is he your coach? Okay. Let's get that out of the way. But we have these people spouting all these informations and not quote unquote knowledge to people as if there's some secret to everlasting happiness and Zen-like peace. And there isn't. You have to create the peace in yourself by learning that you can do anything you want to do. And you learn that by doing the shit you're supposed to do. It's so, once you start to see it, it's so simple. You're like, how did I never see that? Because I am the guy who spent years and years and years trying to figure out why I was angry and why I was mad and why I was upset, and why I was depressed. And by the way, I still have off days. But the truth of the matter is, is when I stopped doing that, and I started looking at, okay, I'm 350 fucking pounds. I'm fat as shit. Yeah, I'm making good money, but you're a total fraud, dude. All right? How am I going to fix this scenario? Well, I can't fix it in one day, man. So what am I going to do today? Today, I'm going to eat how a fit person would eat, and I'm going to train how a fit person would train. And at the end of the day, I'm going to say, all right, I did it one day. When I wake up tomorrow, I'm going to say, I'm going to do it again. And it's that simple. And dude, the same thing goes for like your mental health uh, maintenance and taking care. Self-love is what I'm talking about right here, guys. It's not this thing that is promoted by all the social justice warriors out in the world wanting to feel good for doing nothing. To accept for who you Bro, are. You're, right? yeah. Yeah. you're never going to feel good for doing nothing. It's, it's not going to happen. It's, it's all going to fucking fail, and you're going to blame the people who sold you the fucking lie. You shouldn't blame the people who sold you the lie. Blame yourself. I think, Say, I think that's the biggest thing, man, is just like having that honor, honest conversation with yourself as far as where you are. 
you know, like, and like not accepting that, but refusing to accept where you are and get going. Like me on my weight loss journey, like I know I'm not where I want to be at. You know, I know that for a fact, but yeah. I know I'm closer today than I was yesterday. Hell, yeah. You know, but it's, it's having, people refuse to have that honest conversation with themselves. Of, I, oh, I know I'm a piece of shit. Right look, now. look, you man, know? life is a constant state of undulation. And if you can't accept that, then, then you're just gonna you're just gonna be butting your head against a freaking wall all the time. Because yeah. because look, the more that you achieve, the the higher you go, right? The 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 greater the things are that you're accomplishing and doing. Right? You you can't stay there, right? And and I experience that with my life all the time, brother, because you know, I've accomplished some things and I do some things, but guess people ask me all the time. We take people out in the wilderness on all these uh, adventures and, and missions and stuff, and they always ask me, "How do you how when when this is over, how do you uh, not go through that stage of depression? You know, like how do you skip the valley? Basically, how can we go from summit to summit to summit? How do you? And I'm like, you don't skip the valley. Like when I when I come off of a mission, when I come off of a, a ultra run or or whatever it is, dude, I might sit at my house. For two weeks and eat ice cream <laughs> and, and just and I accept it, man. I'm like, all right, this is part of the process of being a freaking winner. Now it's I I understand that it's not permanent, but I accept it. It takes the power away from it. And I take a few days off, man. And then guess what? I'm looking at the next peak, right? I start climbing do, again. It's just that's think, the way life goes, man. Do you think so? This is an interesting thought. And, and I'm, I'm like reeling back all the great conversations I've been fortunate enough to have with, with people who have done really cool stuff like you. Do you think it's because that we're addicted to the progress that we, we, so like what I'm saying is, is, you know, you, you got, you, you hit an accomplishment and then you kind of come off of it and you're in that downspout and, you know, you see the next one, you know, the true, the true winners are addicted to the to the process, not the result. To the climb. That's yeah, right. Yeah. And so I I feel like when you when I hear you say that, I'm identifying with that and thinking like, fuck, dude, I wonder if I'm actually doing this to myself just so I can get that the feeling. That yeah. Feeling of, <laughs> of progress, right? That's real. Like it's it's such a it's such an addicting thing to the to the to do it, you know? And it's it's weird that so many people try to avoid I guess it's not weird because for a long time I didn't get it either. You know, I tried to avoid the fucking work. I wanted to, you know, I did the work, but I tried to figure out how to do less of it. <laughs> you know, I tried to figure out how to make it easier. But I but, think that's <clears throat> Yeah, but I'm saying like as I got older, dude, I started to look for the harder path. I started to look for the shit that was going to test me because I knew that if the test was harder, that I would gain more skill out of it, which would benefit me to what I'm trying to do. And that's only been a realization that I figured out in the last 5 years or so. The first 15 years I was in business, I was trying to do what everybody else does. I was trying to cut a corner. I was trying to make it easier. I was trying to figure out a way to gap this, you know, issue, basically go from peak to peak without the lows. And it, dude, I know it was, it just was, ne it never happened. Never, ever. And, and when I started embracing the lows and I started saying, dude, I love these tests. All right. I'm getting tested right now. And when I come out of this test, I'm going to be that much better. And this dude who's not going through the test isn't. And when I started looking at it like that, dude, it changed. It changed the game. It changed me. It changed who I was. Changed my peace on the inside. 
it, because dude, now I'm in control. Now I'm in a position where I'm in control of this shit. I'm not reacting to the waves. I'm creating the motherfucking waves, you know? And dude, that's such a powerful thing to realize, you know? And, and are, are, are the, for the listeners, are you listening to this podcast to make your life easier? Or are you listening to this podcast so you can do more? Yeah. Right? That, that, there's a difference there in is. You Do you think my, when, I, when, I, when I'm running, running never gets easier for me. I just go faster. The difficulty stays the same. My life is the same way. The difficulty stays the same. The better you get, you just go faster, man. You just achieve more. You just, you just get more stuff done, right? You a got mile, the tools, Miles right? always going to be a mile. That's a yeah. mindset shift. Yeah. Well, I'm dude, sorry, Sal. No, no, you're good. I, I mean, I, listen, this is a, and I, I think for the younger listener, because we got a pretty, pretty young audience in the grand scheme of things, you know, I, you spend a lot of your time wishing you were there, like the journey, wherever there is, the finish. I wish I was there. I wish I was there. And I, and I always kind of play that out to, you know, our journey, because we, we tell these guys all the time, you have no idea what it was like when it was just three of us or two of us, and we were white folding tables, and we had this shitty warehouse. I wouldn't. I wouldn't wish that part of my life away for anything. No, because it's, it's one of the best things. It's dude, dude. When I think about our, what we've done, those times, even though like during the time I was shitting my pants, I'm like, holy <laughs> fuck, dude! Like this is fucking crazy. We're, we we might fucking lose. Yeah, but it's. But the, now I look back and I'm like, that yeah, was awesome. But I think those are the perspective shifts that allow the opportunity to tell the great story. And I think at the end of time, that's where greatness is built. And like I, I look at traveling across the country and driving and staying every shit hotel as a great experience, you know, and being able to adjust that mindset that these are all that really life is just a great experience. The, the peaks and the valleys. You have to learn to appreciate the low, which is a loss or a low in general, to understand to appreciate and truly appreciate the high or the win, you know. And so the win is never as high as it can be unless you understand the low. And being able to go through the valleys and really take that in, take in the pain, take in the struggle, take in the, the tough times because, dude, whether it's physically or financially, like the low, the, the perspective shift of being able to appreciate that. Like, dude, I remember in my recent years, I was telling these guys the other day, like, I know what it's like to have 500 bucks in my bank account. When I was dude, built, I remember what it's like to have fucking nothing, like you know, literally $100. We were talking about this yeah. yesterday about the, the fear of losing money. Like, dude, I'm a money fucking hoarder. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got shit stuffed everywhere for that reason because I, I understand. Like, How much I, you put up your ass? Not as much as you. <laughs> and, and understanding that you got to buy a lot of cars. The, uh, you, so, you know, you got to understand like. Wouldn't that mean there's less money in my ass? No, you got to save it. <laughs> That's where you save it. I think you got you on this, Al. I, mean, you gotta, yeah. I don't know. Just because you're like, oh, and 400 doesn't mean well, he's going to get me either. No, oh, but I, I think the ability, 10, the ability to appreciate the valleys makes, makes the peak that much better. And I look at the journey, like our professional journey here is, dude, those struggle. That, and this is where a lot of people, like they try to avoid the struggle when the struggle is where everything's made. Yeah. For all the stories told, that's where the persistence and the consistency and the love and the appreciation for the end journey, that's when you're there. Yeah. Because you look back and you're like, dude, holy fuck. We've gone a long fucking way. Dude, you know, you, you know what's cool about that too? Is like, there's, there's, a, there's like a innate respect for people who have gone through shit like that that you just immediately recognize. Like, well, yeah. take weight loss. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You look at somebody, somebody's lost 200 pounds, that motherfucker's got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, Dabs. you know, this dude yeah. gets it. He knows what he's doing. That's right. Like, he's been there. Like, or, you know, the things that you've done, you know, uh, go through SEALs, uh, you know, create a podcast, create businesses, uh, run, you know, 118 miles in a, in a fucking two days. You know what I'm saying? Shit, it's crazy shit. Uh, what's the toughest thing you've ever done? 
Mm. Yeah. The, the toughest thing that I've ever done, man. Physically. Uh, physically. Oh, physically? physically? Okay, dang, that changes the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we, we can go down the mental thing in a minute, but I think you might have touched on yeah, it. Yeah, that, that changes the answer. Um, you know, it's it's really hard to say, brother. I mean, I'd say in in the recent years, I'd say the toughest uh, the toughest race I've ran physically was probably that mid state mile race that we did a few months ago. That was this past summer. Can you explain that? Yeah, so it's a one mile loop, and you have a bunch of really qualified runners show up, and you run this one mile loop continuously until only one person is left. One person's left standing. And the caveat is <clears throat> the loop's on trail. It's nasty, rocky, rooty, East Coast trail, right? And it's got over 350 feet of elevation gain and loss over the course of the mile, which is significant. Now, when you start to talk about 100 miles on that course, you're talking about 30-plus thousand feet of elevation gain and loss. So uh, I ended up winning that day. It, you know, it came down to me and, and another guy named Greg. Greg runs for the American National Ultra Running Team. Really solid dude. I didn't think I could beat this dude. Didn't matter to me, dude. I was going. I was going to keep coming. I was yeah. going to give him hell, right? How, how, did, yeah. you know, how did you know you were going to win, though? <laughs> so there was a distinct <laughs> moment. I'm a trash talker now, so I was getting in this dude's head, right? I'm a trash talker. And uh, there, there was a distinct moment where I knew I was going to win, though. Greg comes to me in between one of these one-mile loops, and he looked at me, and he said, Chad, we've got six hours till we hit 100 miles. And I just smiled at him. He probably thought, I am a little crazy, but he probably <laughs> thought I was freaking crazy because he's like, why is this dude just he, I didn't even respond to him because in that moment it clicked. And I was like, roger that, man. Greg was looking six hours ahead, right? And I knew in that moment that it wouldn't be long. So, right? And, and so that's when I showed a little strength also. Oh, that's yeah. That's another part of it. So I, I, I'm, a, I'm a gray man, dude. So I finished last, I finished in the back of the pack every one of those one-mile loops for 30 straight hours. I Very last. Nobody even know who I was until there was only like three or four people left, and they were like, who is this cat? We ain't seen him the whole. It's because I was in the back in of the pack, right? Yeah. You know, I'm fine with that. I, I pride is not a thing for me, man. Like, yeah. you know, I was the same way in, in seal training, and uh, showed a little strength, you know. And and Greg was overextending mentally. I played this game. This is an old shoe for me, man. And of course, it wasn't long. Now, 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 what's interesting is Greg was taken out of the race because his body shut down. Mm -hmm. literally this guy couldn't walk there there's a video on instagram of greg crossing the finish line and he literally cannot walk his quads were just in knots right yeah. um so it's you know he he was still there mentally but his body shut down now why did his body shut down starts in the head it, it shows you how powerful a thought like that is overextending yourself mentally the things that you say right did you did you know that your tongue, the things that come out of your mouth, that do you know that that's your the rudder of your entire life? That this this is no joke. I, I've got a hundred stories around that simple concept. All right, bro, I believe it. Speak and, you speak it into reality, hundred percent. You know, and, and there's a, like you said before, yeah. Andy, you still got to toe the line. Oh yeah. But when you're in the heat of battle, 
You need to say the right things, right? You need to say, I don't, I don't cuss. Now, that's not a Christian thing. This is an odd thing to say on Real AF Podcast. That's, right. <laughs> that's not necessarily a Christian thing. It's because I've, I've analyzed my speech. And I've said, man, and I learned this in SEAL training. I remember diving under a massive aircraft carrier, and I had this little limpet mine. And I was thinking, where do I need to place this mine? How, do, how can I disable this freaking massive vessel with this little bitty explosive? I just put it on the rudder, right? And, and that ship can't leave harbor. It's completely disabled. So, likewise, your tongue is, your, is the rudder of your life, man. And you'll, you'll see if you go and do things like I do, You'll see when somebody will lose control of that rudder just a little bit, right? And it creates a physical response, physiological response. Their body starts to shut down. It's powerful, dude. Mm -hmm. It's powerful, man. So I've analyzed my speech, and I've tried to cut out every needless, anything that's not speaking life into me, I got no interest in it, man, mm-hmm. because I'm on a freaking mission, dude. I'm on a mission. I can't die. Y'all don't know that about me. I can't die <laughs> until my mission is over. I cannot die. What is your mission? Dude, I mean, it's a little early to be talking about this, man, but, dude, I'll, I'll be straight up with you, brother. Yeah. I, I said, you know, the no cussing thing is uh, – it's, it's not a Christian thing. My, I'm sold out on Jesus, man. Yeah. I, I'm sold out on yeah. Jesus. Dude, I was overseas, and some stuff happened, and we can talk about that if yeah. you want to. But I do want to talk about that. Dude, I, I, I heard about this. People think I'm crazy no, for no, no. this story, Dude, man. No, I, I want to talk about this, too, because I have my own story, because I, I heard this story before you came here, yeah. but I want to – this would be a good time to go there. Yeah, man. So I was overseas. I was staying in this place um, – and uh, with me and four other dudes, and I, man, I get my heart starts pumping a little. And this is not the story you're probably thinking you're about to hear, but we're staying in this place, man. And uh, that, no kidding, man, there was a there was like an evil spirit or force in this place, right? Yeah. And um, and just some some stuff started happening, like not only not only like bumps in the night, voices, like weird crap, dude. Yeah. But but oppression, heavy oppression yeah. on the team. Like, mm-hmm. we couldn't even operate, man. So it wasn't just you. It was the whole team. It was the whole team. So yeah. it, all these dudes were experiencing this the stuff. Same yeah. thing, yeah. Get this. Like, dude, the, I'm getting goosebumps, at man. The, at, the end of, at the end of one week, uh, we had all five dudes sleeping in the same room together. Yeah. Five Navy SEALs sleeping in the same room together. Now and now you talking about some badass dudes, right? Like I I, mean, I'm talking about dude. I, yeah, yeah, like yeah. And you so, can't shoot a fucking ghost, bro. <laughs> I don't know what it, I, I don't know what it was, man. And now again, you guys can take this or leave it, man. This conversation is not for everybody, but I'm just telling you the truth. I got nothing to sell you. If you're listening to this, I got nothing to sell you. I got yeah. no reason to lie to you. I'm telling you what happened. I called my little brother back stateside. Yes, Navy SEALs have cell phones. <laughs> on deployment. That's a luxury of being a SEAL. I had a little little flip phone, called my little brother. I knew he was a Christian. I said, hey, man, there's some weird stuff going on here, and I don't know what to do. But I can't, we can't operate. We can't sleep. What, 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 you got any advice for me? He said, well, let me put you in touch with my mentor, my pastor, right? His pastor calls me. I 
freaking, he says, put me on speakerphone. I walk him around this place. I wait till all my buddies are gone, by the way. Because <laughs> I'm like, man, this is crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so I walk around this place, and, and this guy just prays over this place that we're in. And I, I, I kid you not, like total peace returned to that place. Now I said, there's some power here. Something just happened. I don't know what happened, but there, something just happened. And, and I want to figure this out. I want to dig a little deeper into this, right? And it wasn't just me. The other guys, they noticed, the it, other too. guys yeah. noticed it too. Yeah. And so, um, so I did, man. And, uh, and that's kind of what started. That, that, that's how I started with, uh, with my, my whatever you – I'm not a religious dude. Um, your relationship. I, I, I'm a servant. I'm a servant of Christ, <clears throat> literally a servant of Christ. And, uh, you know, so that happened. I got back home. My, I got back home, changed, dude. I'm thinking, man, my marriage is going to be awesome, right? We, we got, I didn't want, I didn't want to watch porn anymore. Everything changed, dude. I mean, I, I, I was, now look, I'm not perfect. Anybody listening to this, realize I am not perfect by any means. I'm fallible. You're I'm not weak. supposed to be perfect. That's right, brother. Yeah. So I get back home. I told you about my wife. She was, she was literally almost dead. She'd be asleep for three or four days at a time, man. And like she was on the verge of, of dying. And uh, dude, I, I, I had this new thing that I had just recently learned called prayer. So I started to march circles around my house and pray for and, and all this. And about a month or two later, man, she, uh, she got clean. Like she had to go through the process, right? But she made the decision to get clean. And, um, you know, I can't attribute that to anything. There's no other reason why. It wasn't anything Dude, I was I telling it. her to do. I get it. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and 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 so this has happened even on that deployment before I got home. A lot of things, God God revealed Himself to me in a lot of very real ways, and really set my faith in concrete. He knew the He knew what I was about to have to fight when I got home, right? And that's when I wanted to quit. Even before on you my family, it. that's yeah. when I wanted to quit. Yeah. Right, and that's when my, my little brother, he hit me back up. You don't have a choice, man. Where did he get that from? He got that from the Bible, right? That's that's a principle that uh, of marriage, right? A lot of the stuff we talk about, uh, the Bible's the best book ever written. I, I don't even have to go into that, man. You know, but a lot of the wisdom that we talk about, no matter how you believe, you don't have you don't have to be sold out for Jesus. If you want good principles to live by, to be successful in life, there's no better place to go than the Bible. Th that's dude, it, dude. Our whole show, I, you see, you we just met. You guys don't understand. So Chad and I just met recently. We don't know each other that well yet. We're going to know each other real well, though. I can tell. But <clears throat> my show, the MFCEO Project, was me, an entrepreneur successful entrepreneur and a pastor. And that was the whole theme of the show and all the principles we talk about and people don't, we never, we never led with, Hey, this is a show about Jesus. Yeah. We never led with that, but all the principles we talk about in that show, they're all based in faith. And it took it. Sometimes it, people never picked it up. Sometimes people, it took them years to pick it up and they'll come in and be like, 
holy shit, dude, you guys are like speaking the Bible with, with like F bombs. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I'm like, no dude, it's, it, 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 the principles of success really are in that book. They really are that. And, and you know, um, uh, dude, I, I, that story gives me chills, man, because I went through a similar experience as well. No way, dude. Yeah, dude. I, uh, have so, you shared that ever? Andy? Not on the, not really on the podcast, but I'm no going to kidding, now, man. That's yeah, awesome. bro. Yeah. So, so, uh, and a lot of people don't, I don't, I'm not a, um, I guess like preachy guy, right? Like, dude, oh, yeah. I, I, I believe that you have to discover these things on your own. Agreed. And, and I believe that when you force them on people, it actually pushes them away. A hundred percent. And brother. so, so what I've always tried to do is do it one at a time. Right. Um, I guess it would call it my Christian duty, you know, um, to try and talk to people, but I never push it ever. I just tell them my experiences with it. And, and, and dude, uh, when this happened, this was 2018, the story I'm about to, or was it 19, 2019 or 18, 19. It was only a year and a half ago, bro. And, um, you know, my life was good, dude. Like I thought I had, I had a lot of shit figured out, right? Like I understand the power of, of, of visualizing. I understand the power of, of attracting things. I understand the, all these different little things sort of figured out. And I had no reason, and I had also experienced paranormal things before this, uh, and we could talk about that because it's crazy stuff. But, um, so in 2018, I bought a house, and uh, and I, I built a pool. Okay, and it took a long time to build this pool, and um, we moved in after a year of owning the house. Uh, we finally moved into the house, and this was May of 2019. And then in August of 2019, so we had the pool for the whole summer, um, my niece, Sloan, uh, came over for her birthday party, and she was three. And during the, the, the birthday, um, it was her, her sister, and then uh, a few of their cousins, and two adults. There was five kids, two adults. Nobody's drinking. This is a, this is, nobody's doing anything. This is the middle of the day. And you parents listen to this story, you need to be real careful around swimming pools. Um, it's a big deal. Uh, cause I, I, I actually saw the video of the event that I'm about to describe and it, it happened instantly. Um, so Sloan, my wife, Emily was, was watching the kids with her sister and Sloan had gone out of the pool and her sister wanted to get out of the pool. And so while Emily was taking the water wings off of the sister, Sloan wandered into the pool and stepped off one of the steps and went straight to the bottom. She couldn't swim and, uh, she drowned and, uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. And, uh, Emily, by the time Emily turned around, she had been in the water for uh, about, I, I think it was about a, a full minute, um, underwater, which, which is a long time for a three-year-old for an adult. It's different. So for a three-year-old, it's a lot different. And, um, so Emily jumped in the pool, pulled her out, started CPR. She did six rounds of CPR. Um, and Sloan had thrown up. She came, she came back a little bit, puked, and then inhaled her vomit. And by this time, the, the medics had been called and they showed up. We live right across the street from firehouse. And those guys were awesome, man. Um, but they, they took her, took her to the hospital. And by the time she got to the hospital, uh, you know, she had stopped breathing and all, all of this stuff. And, um, 
and that's that's when I showed up. When I showed up, they had like 30 people in the room. They were performing CPR on this human this big. You know what I'm saying? You're seeing her stomach go like this. And, you know, it was fucking terrible, bro. Like probably the worst, not probably, the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And um, the the chaplain was in there, you know, giving her last rites. Like, I mean, it was, it was, it was bad. And uh, they ended up stabilizing her um, and they put her in a coma and she was in a coma for 16 days and <clears throat> with no, no real activity, no, no signs that she's going to pull out of this. And the doctors are telling us this whole time that uh, she's probably not going to make it. And if she does make it, she's going to be fucked up, right? Her brain's not going to work right. And dude, uh, you know, I went to Catholic school. Um, you know, I've been to church. You know, I'm not a consistent church guy. Uh, but that that day, um, during the time that she was in the hospital, I had I had a public speaking engagement that I had to go to. Um, I couldn't get out of it, and so I didn't want to leave because I was. I mean, dude, every day when when you're dealing with something like that, you know, if you've ever dealt with some some a serious issue, every day is is up and down, man. You're like it's like you're you're engaged, you know. And so I flew to Arizona. And I spoke at my friend Cody's event. Um, and then I was flying to Idaho to speak at my Arte syndicate event, our summit, which was a two day summit. And, you know, I'm not in the mood to speak, you know? Yeah. That's um, tough, man. Yeah. So, so, uh, and, and dude, I'm an open book. Like if you've ever heard me speak or you've ever seen me, like what you see here on the show where I'll just say what's going on is the same way I'll say in front of 10,000 people, it doesn't matter. And uh, so I, I said, uh, I kind of told the story of what was going on to the, to the group. And um, <clears throat> uh, for some reason, dude, like I, I, I uh, and I never did this before ever. Like I'm not this, I'm, I've never been this kind of dude, but I asked everybody to, to say a prayer and everybody f- for like a minute, you know, said their own little prayer. And then I flew to, I flew out of Idaho the next day. And, uh, I have, we had 120 people at this summit and we went through the summit. And then finally on the last day, I kind of let everybody know what was going on. And, uh, the first time ever, dude, like I, I actually like led a prayer, right? Like I, I got up in front of everybody my whole life. I never did this before. Um, and, and, and I got everybody to, uh, to participate 120 people in our Arte group. Um, we said, we said, a, you know, a two minute prayer, but you could feel it, dude. Like, you, you know, you know how, like when people are really doing, really praying, you could feel it. And, and, and I know people are going to hear this shit and be like, nah, dude, I'll just fucking That's okay, yeah, man. Right. Yeah. But it, but it ain't, it ain't that way. These are good people. These are people that, that are, are successful in life that, are, that stand for the right things. And everybody prayed, dude. And, uh, and I flew home the next day and she woke up that day right out of the blue. And, uh, and, and not expected to wake up. Um, the doctors were completely like what happened? Like she just woke up and, uh, and, and dude, that was the same realization that you had. That's when it, like, when you say, like you said it, like set it in stone or set it in the, the concrete. That was it for me too, man. And, uh, you know, what I realized from that is, is that there's power in collective prayer you know what I'm saying? And, and, um, and I, I want to say too, that, you know, 
in the current situation of what's going on in the world with all this unrest and all this, this, this crazy stuff, you know, don't discount that power guys, because it's real, it's real shit. And, uh, you know, I talk about it a lot in the terms of the universe. Um, but it's real, man. And that's it. And, uh, that one experience now, by the way, uh, she just had her fourth birthday. You know, she's super healthy, super smart, super funny. Yeah. She's (laughs) super funny. You know, like it's, it's just, uh, it's just crazy, man. And, and, and every time I see her, I think about that. Like I'll think about every time I see her for the rest of my life, I'll think about what God did for her. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and, and dude, I totally, I totally can relate to that, man. Um, you know, a little different, a little different way, but you know, no, I'm going to tell you it, yeah. what, brother, it, I don't give a, I don't give a crap what anybody that listened to this, listens to this, thinks about that Yeah, because it took a lot of courage to tell that story right there. <clears throat> it took truth. a lot. It took a tremendous amount of courage and I want to commend you and thank you sharing that with us yeah if nobody else listens to that it was worth me driving to missouri to yeah. hear that yeah because you know what you've just done to me you've lit a fire in me brother you you just lit a <clears throat> fire in me son that's what when you when i hear stuff like that i mean i've been wanting to jump up out this chair for <laughs> yeah. the last five minutes but dude son. it doesn't the thing about this stuff is like you know people discount it because it's, it's, it's not being taught anymore, man. It's not being, you know, when we, when we were kids, it was different than it is now. And, and, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I think, I think we see it a lot. Like you were saying, we see it a lot in society. I think the most important thing for me, I'm not a very religious person. I'm more spiritual. Right. But I think the, the one thing that I love about, about it is that it, it gives you a, a certain amount of hope, right? No matter what situation you're in. And then we look at what's happening right now in, 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 in the world. They're trying to remove that hope from people. They're closing churches. They're making, you, yeah. know, fa- you know, and so, so it's like, you know, when you see, you know, it's an that. obvious power yeah. thing, right? There, there's power in the hope there. And then you see who's trying to remove that type of stuff. What effects is that going to have on people? You know? Well, a lot of, a lot of life comes down to belief, man. <clears throat> you know, and, and, where there's a will, there's a way, and and you have to believe. And you know, like you tell that story, and you know, Chad tells his story, and you know, and I. Well, dude, fuck you. Remember that whole thing? <laughs> oh, of course. I mean, dude, lived, it was it lived, was hard on you. Yeah, I lived through it, and yeah. And you know, you look at in in belief, you know, and and you have to not only believe in that she can get through it, but you have to believe in God, and then you got to go back, and you know, before we get all you know going down the whatever road we're gonna go down. You, know, you have to believe that's why God gave you a voice in order to do this, so you could share one story. Mm, come on, do you know what I'm saying? And so, on, like, man. you you yeah. you really start peeling back the onion, and you start looking at law of attraction, and you start thinking about God, and you start thinking about, you know, without belief, you have nothing. Yeah. And because that's the that's the fa- that's the driving factor what forces you to quit, because you don't believe. Yep. And the second, and Chad, when you talk, start talking about right foot, left foot, the second you let doubt come into your brain, you don't you no longer to believe. And when you look at that into the spiritual, you know, manner of life. You have to believe, and that's the importance of understanding that the world's bigger than you, and there is a guiding force, and there's a guiding light, and you have to believe that you're meant for greatness, and you, and whatever that is, is what you want in life, you know, and you have to believe first in order to go have the will to go fight for it, and the will to believe that it can be possible or that it can happen, and you know, if you don't believe, 
then it'll never happen because you're never going to work for it. Yep. You know, and so I look at, you know, the, 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 the three factors there of understanding that, you know, why did God give you a voice? Give you a voice because he gave you a story and an opportunity to, to share that story so that you can empower that, that yep. belief for other people. And I believe that happens every day. You know, and, and it does, sometimes it's in bigger magnitudes to bigger people for a purpose, but you have to believe that there's a purpose. That's I know it, that sounds brother. fucking crazy. No, no, it does no. not sound yeah. crazy. You, you talk about belief, man. Look, I've been in this space now for about a year and a half. I've retired January 2019, right? This space of, of just self-improvement on, on all different levels, body, soul, and yeah. spirit, right? That's, right? And, and guess what? You guys have seen it. You see people come. And, you, and then they just fade away, right? They come and go. They come and go. I'm interested in permanent change. Mm -hmm. I, I, I want to see people changed permanently. This is the way. This is the only way. This conversation that we're having right here, this is the only way to permanent change. I have come to that conclusion. All right? We want to talk about belief. You want to go down the rabbit hole of how people are, are truly believing the lie. How, how, dude, when you see people, how in the world you see these people advocating for certain lifestyles, decisions, and actions? They're advocating for these things. And guys like us, we look at them and we're like, this is quite obviously not good for humanity. Yeah. Not, not, not just not good for Christians or not good for um, the country. I'm talking about humanity, lifestyles, choices, and decisions. We could name it all, but we're not going to name it all because they'll probably take us off of freaking iTunes if we did. But look. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, I just yeah. Had, dude, did you know that? No. I just had fucking two episodes ago, I got, I got blocked from iTunes. Holy yeah, crap. Yeah, dude, they took, dude. My whole, they took my whole fucking show down. And then everybody, you gotta be kidding no, me, dude. And it, so you you said I don't know how many people listen to this. A whole fucking lot. <laughs> and dude, they got pissed. And I guess they, I guess you guys raised hell with Apple. Thank you, because uh, the next day I was back at number five. So unbelievable, yeah. man. But, but is it? it what's that? <laughs> but is it? But is it? Is it really unbelievable in today's world? Well, no, it's not. But and and so back to that belief topic. You look at these people, man, and you're like, how do these people actually? Believe this. It, it's a clear. It's clearly not advantageous for the human race as a species to make these decisions. You know what I mean, dude? It, it, well, and here's even uh, we're gonna pile on top of that. When you have the the statistical data that shows you exactly what the truth, is. dude. You listen to me. I don't care who you think you are or who you are or whatever. The numbers don't lie. They never fucking lie ever. And if you're in business and you don't understand that concept, you're going to be bad at it. And if you're a human and you don't understand that concept, you're going to learn it one way or the other. Numbers don't fucking lie. That's it, if bro. you get on the fucking scale and it says 300 pounds and you don't think you're 300, <laughs> you're fucking 300 fat ass. You can say you're 260. That's part of the deal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Wrong. So, you know, dude, I, I, I've been like that. Like I've gotten on the scale and it said 350. I'm like, no way, dude. I'm like 320. The, the numbers right, don't right, matter. Yeah. The numbers don't matter no. to these people though. You, you can give them as many numbers as you want. Yeah. And, and, and so the, all the people that are left. Well, the problem is what we talked about this morning. 
There's there's so much misinformation purpose, purposefully being propagated to people that they don't know what to believe. So now anything that even is statistical fact, they, they're like, no, nah, that's not that can't be true if it goes against what they already believe to be true. And so we have a major problem in the world right now with this exact concept we're talking about with understanding what the fucking truth actually is and and under also further understanding that you should seek the truth regardless of if it goes along with what you believe or don't believe because if you seek the truth and it's something that you you it's something that favors you great but it's not always gonna and when it does it and you seek the truth and it goes along or let's say it goes uh you know <clears throat> contradictory to what you believe, guess what? There's an opportunity there. And the opportunity is to get better and to learn and to realign. And what I've been witnessing this whole year is a lot of people who who have become delusional about what is actually fact. You hit it. You just hit it. Yeah. You you just hit it. Oh, yeah. And and so that's the thing, Andy. Yeah. That's the thing, man. And, And let me read you something right here. Yeah. Because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for that cause, God shall send them a strong delusion that they should actually believe the lie. All right, so this is, this is what's happened. First of all, we got to define what love is. Love is not an emotion. This, this is saying that we need to learn to love the truth, right? The truth, if you're confused about what the truth is, if you're confused about a lifestyle choice, action, decision, it's easy. You don't even have to reference the Bible. All you do is you look at what that thing is and you say, what are the fruits of this thing? What, what is this lifestyle choice or decision going to produce? All right? Look at the fruits. Look at the repercussions of it. Now, when you analyze that and you say, all right, it's either going to produce good things, positive things, good things for humanity, for growth, for um, whatever it may be, then it, it's it's the right thing to do, right? But if you analyze it and the fruits of it are bad, it's obviously not the right thing to do, all right? So knowing the difference between right and wrong, that's pretty easy, right? But But the line between right and wrong is nearly non-existent now, and and the you delu- said it right there now, yeah. yeah. It's been purposefully clouded and purposefully tarnished over the last twenty years. This is this is this is not an accident. No, no, not at all. Yeah, and and dude, you now we're tying a whole bunch of shit together. But you spending a very significant portion of your life in third world countries, you can recognize what's happening right now in terms of the purposeful confusion of the masses for the gain of a few, right? And dude, you know, this situation that we have going on, bro, it's, it's fucking dangerous. So what, so I mean, you, you, but you know, and what's the solution, you know, because we, we sit here, man, and we talk, we, we know what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. People are literally, people have been turned over to a reprobate mind. People, they're people's, conscience has been seared with a hot iron. Literally, they they can no longer see the difference between right and wrong. Now, what's the solution? Now, now, this sounds harsh, 
But if you've reached that point, if you've denied the truth for long enough, if you have not loved the truth for long enough, and you've reached that point where you legitimately can no longer see the difference between right and wrong, I cannot help you. Yeah. There, there is, this is terrible to say, but there's almost no hope for those people, right? Um, that's okay, because we've still got enough good people left. To change, to change this tie. There's enough good people left, especially in this nation, that know the difference between right and wrong. So what is the solution? In my mind, one solution is for those people like us that are left, that see the difference between right and wrong, it's for us to to right take to plant our flag in the ground, yeah. to take to take a stance, right? And so there's this, there's a huge movement, especially in influencers, businesses, right? There's a huge movement around the whole, dude, you do your thing, I'll do mine, right? That doesn't work. No, that's the fucking problem, bro. That's what has led us here, right? Yeah. And so- All these people, dude, like I talk so many, you know how many people when I say, like, dude, you heard me do my story today, my my story to my business owners? after, bro. Yeah, bro. (laughs) It was awesome, too. Yeah. Yeah. But like, look, man, I'm telling the truth, right? So, look, guys, you know in your heart what's right and wrong. It's conscience. You know. Yeah. You don't have to be this educated human. When you you are consistently acting in a way that you know and you feel in your heart is not okay and not right, just to go along because you don't want to get heat from somebody who thinks that way. Dude, you are you are ruining all the character traits of yourself. You are eroding the trust in yourself. You are eroding the belief in yourself. You are eroding the confidence in yourself. You are eroding your character. And this is why this problem is such a big problem. And people are so hesitant to pick sides for all kinds of reasons, right? Like, and dude, I've always been one of these people. I'm a person who, who dude, I want to be left the fuck alone. Don't mess with my fucking business. Don't mess with my family. Don't mess with my people. And you can do whatever you want. But what I've learned is that that is what has gotten us here. And I'm as guilty of it as anybody else because I I have, you know, tried to reason with the with 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 people that are unwilling to be reasoned with at all. And so you can't reason with those people. And the truth of the matter is is that and I said this on my story today. You know, a lot of the reason why people won't stand up, bro, is because they think it's going to cost them money. The more you have, yeah. the more you have, the harder this is. And, yeah. and Andy, you've turned the corner, brother. Right. You have, son, you have went full tilt. Just around the corner, yeah. dude. But, but uh, the more you have, the harder this is, right? And, yeah. And, and, you because know, it was hard to get. Right? 100%, so, so you So you struggled your whole life, right? And I get this. But I want to talk this out, man, because there's so many people right now that are listening that DM me and they're like, fuck yeah, dude. I, I wish I could share this. Well, don't, first of all, you don't need to share my shit. Say your own shit. Say in your own way, in your own voice. You're my share your shit. Yeah. Your audience, <laughs> your audience responds to you, not me. Okay. So stop trying to use everybody's shit and start speaking your own truth. That's number one. But number two is this. What you what these guys fail to realize, and that 
because peace, this is politically correct culture, right? This, this shit started 25 years ago. They took the fucking Pledge of Allegiance out of America because it was, or out of the schools because it's offensive. That's where it started. And then it went here, here, here. And it's been, the reason they call this shit a color revolution is because it's fucking imperceptible to fucking understand and see. It's little by little by little by little by little. Oh, wait, hold on, yep. hold on, hold on, hold on. I forgot. Got to put on my tinfoil hat <laughs> if we're going to talk about this shit. All right? Hey, it looks good on you. All right. Oh, that's epic. I got, on. I got, I got going. I got epic, going on my right? shit without the tinfoil hat. <laughs> now all you motherfuckers that are going to say that I need to wear a tinfoil hat, I fucking got you, bro. Stylish. That's right. <laughs> it's a little Gucci uh, yeah. tinfoil hat. So that's now the, that I got my hat on, yeah. I can talk about this shit. So... Oh, you think I'm kidding? Dude. <laughs> Bro, where did you get the hat? <laughs> Jason got it for me. No, that is yeah. fucking classic. So, oh, that's epic. Dude. Yeah. So, so while I have my hat on, we're going to start talking about some real shit. You guys have to understand that w w what PC culture actually does is in the long term, it eliminates any speech or opinion at all. Because anything you say and anything you do is offensive to someone. And what happens? And a lot of you guys struggle in business because of this concept I'm talking to right now. So if you think I'm just going off, understand that there's practical advice here. The reason you struggle to post things, the reason you struggle with getting a following, the reason you struggle with getting traction on your business is because you're fucking afraid to take a stance on fucking anything. And that makes you irrelevant. Okay. So it's fear. Now, the reason we have this fear is because for the last 20 years, we've been told over and over and over again that if you say this, it's wrong. If you say that, it's wrong to these people. If you say this in the middle, it's wrong too. So now we're in this scenario where they've polarized, or I'm sorry, paralyzed our opinion and our willingness to even communicate. Like, I fuck, I don't want to say that. Like, I don't want to tell this joke because DJ might get offended, you know, and I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? And so, dude, we have this scenario now where, you know, uh, we, we, we don't communicate and it's eroded our ability to even connect as humans. And so when you look in the world and you see all this division about every single thing, when you see the, the race division, the, the socioeconomic division, the, the cultural division, the, <clears throat> um, fuck all the divisions. I mean, what, what are we going to argue about today? Right. divide and conquer right yeah, man that's it's the a, it's point whole tactic that is the whole point of this and that is people think this is an accident like we got here by accident this has been intentionally installed into our society for a reason and the reason is what we're seeing in 2020 okay that's the truth all right you guys want to stick your head in the sand and and act like it's not happening no it's fucking happening or it doesn't affect you well it's going to yeah, affect you right? it might it's not affect to. see that's the thing it might not affect you today. It might not affect you tomorrow. But if you have kids and you have a, a, any bit of life left, go ask the people of Venezuela what they think. Go ask the people uh, in, in uh, <coughs> Bosnia what they think. It's, it's no, it's, there's, go ask the people of Cuba what they think. Bro, do you think it's an accident that we have all these foreign Americans who have, who have immigrated here from other places that are saying, hey, I didn't come here for this shit, motherfucker. I came here to get away from this shit. They're, dude, and your guys' silence and your guys' uh, you know, want to not lose a sale or not make your crazy aunt mad at you 
or not get, catch heat is actually creating the fucking heat. And if we would all just say, hey, we're not fucking doing that, and people would stop closing their businesses and people stop uh, listening to these people, you know, part of being a great American is the resistance. Part of being free is resisting. That's how we got here. No, you have a moral obligation. And guess who said this? Martin Luther King. You have a, you have a moral responsibility to disobey unjust laws. That's, Martin Luther, that's part of being a free American. And we have right now all these people making these crazy rules that don't make any sense for fucking anybody but them because they're getting some sort of benefit from it. And if you guys don't resist that shit and you don't stand up to it, we're going to be in deep shit and you're not going to like it. And you say, oh, well, you know, I, I've heard this. Oh, and I'm going to debunk all your reasons too real quick. Oh, well, I don't want to speak up because AOC says she's going to make a list of a motherfucker. I'm going to tell you this. If you voted for Trump, you're on that list already. So you better speak the fuck up. Okay. Second thing, if I, if I, if I speak out, I'm going to lose business. No, you're not because people are sick of the fucking crazy PC companies propagating this fucking bullshit. These companies who are in with China. Okay. And they're China's a huge market for them. So they're playing along. These people, people are sick of that. They want other options. They want other things to buy from. And if you own a company and you believe in America and you believe in freedom and you believe in the constitution and all these things, a classic American company that believes in what America should be about. Guess what? People are starving to buy from those companies. People are starving oh, yeah. to support those companies. They're starving to wear their gear. Okay. So you CEOs out there who are listening to the show thinking, fuck dude, I don't want to do that. That's why you can't. That's why you're struggling because you're afraid. You're afraid to be anything. And when you, when you're afraid to be anything, you're nothing. And dude, this is, this is the, this is the problem in America today. Like today was December 3rd. This is the problem in America. Bro, I, I, one point that I pulled from, from what you said, it's the, it's can the, I take this shit off yet? Or should yeah, I, I, think, I, I think it, <laughs> it actually looks, looks good. good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to wear it for it's a all. natural fit. I say, it you looks know what I'm good. saying? But I think about the frog in, in the, in the pot of water, man. Yeah. And that, that's exactly what this is. You, you, if you put a frog and you throw him in a pot of boiling water, he's going to jump out. Yeah. But you put him in some room temperature water and you slowly crank up that temperature, he's going to die. Dude, and that's why I'm so vocal right now about not closing down. Because if you fucking close down this time, you ain't ever getting it back. They're going to tighten that fucking noose. No, and it's going to be... it. Bro, and it's going to be... It'll be this every... Dude, I saw an article the other day uh, and I can't remember where I saw it. It wasn't some bullshit site. It was a real site where they said they're going to they're going to continue fucking lockdowns after a vaccine which by the way if you get a vaccine that that is that is uh 95% effective against a fucking virus that is 99.97 safe survival rate under the age of 70 and you get a vaccine where 21% of the people get serious side effects you're a fucking idiot period that's it but don't get mad when your kids start counting ABCs and all they can say is move. <laughs> dude. Like, that's going to be it. Dude, <laughs> dude, dude, I'm sorry, man. It's, you know, unless you're one of these special cases, you know, I, fuck, I don't know. I can't justify it. I wouldn't let my dad get it. There's no fucking way. Look, bro, I, I ran a marathon on day five with coronavirus. 
Now, dude, I, my dad's 76, dude. He, he ran three he, miles. The sickest he? he was, he ran yeah. three miles on that day. Now, I crapped my pants on day four. <laughs> but, but on day That's five. That's just you getting older, bro. Yeah. As we, we get a, older. We have a 40 rule. As we get older, our, our assholes become less reliable. Yeah. <laughs> Those, that whole trust to fart yeah. thing, that's fucking real. Yeah, that's bro. It, Don't man. trust it. That's it. Stay man. out. Yeah, but, it's the truth. Know, it, so, Andy, outstanding rant, brother. Outstanding rant. That's I the hat. Well, what was it? You on well, I was getting somewhere with that. Where the fuck was I going? Doesn't matter. You got there. No, 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 dude. I was going to say, uh, fuck. The, Put the, the hat back on. The, yeah, the, right. the, point, <laughs> the point is, Andy, what you're, I, I mean, what I get from that, man, is one, truth is self-evident. Plant your flag in the ground. If you can't do, if you just can't find enough courage to stand up for the truth, if you just, you just can't find it, right? There's a solution to that. If you just can't find it, you can go to this book we were talking about called the Bible, right? And then all you have to do, if you can't say, this is me saying this, you can just read the little, like I read to y'all earlier, yeah. right? You can read yeah. that. And then it's not you being offensive anymore. Yeah. It's it's the truth that's yeah. being offensive, right? Yeah. The truth is offensive. It, it, I'm sorry, but it is. And if you can't work up enough courage to say it yourself, you have a source of truth that you can go to and you can use that, right? All right. So there's there there there's a, a, a option for you if you need to do that. You know what I mean? I can tell you one of the best personal successes that I, or skills that I've learned over time is I'm very comfortable delivering an uncomfortable message. There's and value. I, there's tremendous value in that too. Yeah, that's a, like, that's, that's, a, a that's skill. That's a gift, man. Yeah. No, yeah. And, and and like you know, you got guys coming in and fuck, man, that's my guy. Fuck, he's not doing well. Fuck this. Fuck me. I, can, I don't want to have this. Con- fuck it. I gotta have this conversation. And I've carried it over to life. Like when the mask conversation went down in my in my kid's school, ring ring. I'm calling the principal. Like we're gonna have this conversation, me and you, buddy. I, if I gotta come down, I'm not violent. We're gonna we're gonna hash this thing out. But same thing goes for the you know you gotta stand up. And this starts in the in the grocery aisle. If some guy won't hold the door for an old lady or some, you know, some, some guys taking advantage of a situation, like you, you got to pull your man card and stand your ground. Yeah. It's not it. supposed to be comfortable, you know, holding and, and standing up for a value system and, and being a man in that particular situation. No, no, no. You just said it, bro. It's being a fucking man. Yeah. And you dude, and we got I, a big problem in society right now with men who won't be a man. No, no, of course. But I, I think, you know, like I always, I share this, you know, story, of, you know, you speak the truth, even if your voice shakes. No, it should be speak the truth. When you when you know it scares the fuck out of you, that's the conversation you have. And I don't care if it's at home. I don't care if it's at work. I don't care who it's with. Like when you know you're in the grocery aisle and that motherfucker's being an asshole and he's picking on that old lady or whatever the fuck it is, that's when you step in. And that's where you that's where you pull your man card in a sense. That's where you sharpen your axe because you're getting comfortable having an uncomfortable situation. And then before long, like it's not uncomfortable. Well, dude, the whole that whole fucking the whole the whole issue that we're having right now comes from what what you said, Chad, about the the mind your own business thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I understand that. Cause like, dude, I do mind my own business. I'm not, I'm not worried about what so and so is doing or so and so is doing or this person or that person. Dude, I'm I'm gonna focus on my own stuff. But but you you have it's you have to hold yourself and your neighbor to a higher moral standard yeah, yeah but now this now, is where i question not question the book but i you know the book was written back before social media and fucking <laughs> networks i don't and think like, it oh, matters no no i'm just kidding yeah. you think like this is to anders point when you start talking about holding the line dude eventually you get tired you're just yeah like, but dude you fuck, know what man? yeah but sell 
what would the fuck would you rather be? Would you rather be, would you, dude, I'm going to speak for myself, dude. I would rather be broke and have nothing knowing that I stay true to myself and my own integrity and my own fucking word and what I believe than to have everything the world has You're to You're dang offer. right, brother. Because yeah. guess, guess all this stuff's going to be gone. gone. I yeah. mean, you ain't going to get this stuff out of the ground, right? No. I, I mean... No, yeah, dude, I, I want to look back when I when it, when I when it's my time, whenever that time is, and I'm I'm comfortable with that. Like, whatever time it is, if it's tomorrow, tomorrow. If it's a if it's fifty years from now, it's fifty years from now. I'm not afraid of that. But what I am afraid of is when that time comes, looking myself in the in the eye and saying, "Fuck, dude, you, you bitched out." You're going to be judged. Yeah, you're not even going to have to look at yourself in yeah. the eye, brother. Yeah. I mean, I, I know. Oh, we, we can't talk about judgment nowadays either, right? But you're going to be judged, yeah. man. And, and it ain't by these motherfuckers on Instagram. That, that's it, brother. Yeah, that's that's it, man. Well, and, and, I, but, and, and let's take unpack the point that I was trying to make in the sense of Sorry like, about that. No, sorry. no, no. You're good. You're good. I, no, no, I believe. No, it's okay. Because I, I believe a great deal I'm going to get judged. And I'm totally comfortable with, with when that situation happens, right? You can't speak the truth to somebody who's not willing to listen. And I can't go into another person's home and rewrite their rule book. And when you start talking about standing for something, I can stand for it all day long. Yeah. But I can't make them accept it. Yeah. And there's a, there's a, there's a parallel shift there that, that occurs like, okay, you can, you can preach the message, but you can't make them listen. But I mean, isn't that the thing is like preaching the message regardless of if they listen to it or not? Yeah. Uh, but I think that's a, being a man of, of character and integrity. You're a living, walking, breathing machine of who you are. And that's like something that I take a great deal of pride in myself is like, I believe in carrying and holding the conversation that exists when you're not there is the person that you are. And I, I, I agree. And I think those can only, th that conversation is only derived through actions. It's not derived through fucking words. And I think this is where the whole social media land gets twisted is they think because you make a good post or you fucking got, a, you know, 100,000 followers on Instagram, you're important. Mm -mm. You're important when you can control the conversation not there in a positive manner. When they talk about you and they say, hey man, this guy is a man of, you know, this guy's a man of character. This guy's a man of integrity. He's a great husband. He's a great dad. He's a great leader. He's a great, and you're not there. That's when you're fucking doing it. And when you just preach at people and you just talk to them, and not willing to listen, preaching doesn't make the actionable change. It's actions. It's actions over words. You have to live that motherfucking life. You can't just talk about it. And I think that's where the difference comes in, where social media land, where I'm going to go out here and act like I'm doing it. Whereas in real life, when you're going to get judged, it's fucking actually doing it. And I think that's where the delineation happens for me is like, I'm not going to bark at these people over here. I'm going to go fucking do it over here. And I'm going to impact the circle that's closest to me because can you change these people? Of course, if you're living in a good, positive manner, but you can only really truly impact people that you touch. Meaning now you can touch them through a screen, but I'm saying if you're living that or being that person of integrity or in a man of character, you can inspire people to take action not just in just words. Agreed, 100%, brother. It, and you talk about that difference between living it and speaking it, right? There is a time and place for speaking it. So, you know, here's the thing. You're right. You can't, <clears throat> any, everybody that listens to this is not going, not going to, it's not going to register with them. But a few of them, it will. Now, this is what you're obligated to do when it comes to the spoken part of it. When you are asked by other people where you stand, you are obligated to then tell them where you stand. Couldn't agree more. So that is the, that because you talk about the people that you can help with words, you can help that man or woman that comes to you and says, hey, 
what do you think about this? Because they've, they've prepared themselves at that point to be helped, right? Or, or to at least have a, a shift in mindset. That's them asking for it, yeah. That's right. Yeah, so when, when somebody asks you, where do you stand on this? You're obligated to tell them the truth, where you stand on whatever the situation is. Now, beyond that, you're exactly right. You can spew it out on social media all you want. And guess what? It Nine times out of ten, all it does is cause contention, right? So it, there's not a problem with that. There's not a problem. If that's you just got to be you, prepared for you, it. If you, want, if you want to use your platform to, to spread that message, that's wonderful, right? That's wonderful. But just understand that not everyone's going to receive that, right? Dude, you're I, not obligated. So to I do feel it. a no. little bit. I feel a little bit different. I feel like, and I've been struggling with this, right? Like this year. So when this year started happening, I was very aggressive, and I came out because, dude, I have, I'm good at seeing shit. I'm a very logical person. Dude, I'm a, I'm a Navy SEAL, and I, this is like coming into the lion's den. <laughs> <laughs> Carry well, on. Well, Carry so, on. So, dude, so like at, at the beginning of the year, it, it started in December 2019. I started talking about how the media and the people who don't like Donald Trump are going to create a scenario that doesn't favor him for, for in 2020. When coronavirus started and they started that, I started pointing it out. I'm like, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. I wrote an email. I sent it out. The email went out and it talked about what's happening. Yeah. And, and I was right because it's happened. Um, and if you go back and listen to all the episodes I put out this year, I haven't been wrong about any of it. But when I first started it, people, there was heavy resistance. I got yelled at from people in my own family. I got yelled at from customers. I got yelled at from everybody. And they're, you know, they're like, dude, you're, you're, you're causing people to panic. You're irresponsible with your platform. You know, I'm disappointed and blah, 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 blah. And I, I you know, and dude, I don't, I don't, I don't discount criticism. Like I, I, I will look and see if there's any truth to it. And I would say, okay, could I be better here? Could I be better there? And if I can, I will. And that's, that's how I operate. Um, but when it's just BS, I just, you know, it's BS. So <clears throat> I, I got to a point over the last three or four months where I kind of just stopped talking because I wanted people to, to let it play out. And, you know, I start, then I started getting attacked by the people who wanted me to speak out. And they were like, why aren't you speaking out? Oh, yeah. And it's like, look, dude, all I can do is show you what's going on. And, but now I'm back to the point, now I'm back to the point like in the last two or three days where I feel like I'm seeing all of this and I don't feel like many people are actually seeing correctly what's happening. And I was talking to Jason, who, who's one of my very best friends and one of the best to help build this whole system that we got going on. Um, and I'm like, bro, I feel, and I, I feel like I have to tell him, like, I feel like now I'm to the point now where it's like gotten to on the edge where I'm like, fuck, I got to show people what the fuck is going on. And you know, it is what it is. And, I, I feel the same way, yeah. Andy. My, now, my platform's not nearly the size yours is, but I've reached that same point that you're talking about, brother, where I, I, I feel like, man, I, I, I don't want to be talking about this. No, I don't do, either. Do y'all realize we could have talked about a bunch of really cool stuff? Bad shit, yeah. Like, but I <laughs> That's don't, later. But, but, but it's, it's necessary. Yeah. At, at this point, I feel like it's necessary for, guy, for guys like, us we we've been blessed with with a voice like you talked about earlier 
Um, we've been blessed with this platform. And so maybe there is an obligation. That's what I from, feel. From certain from Right, right, right. That's what, that's what I was getting to. So I, right. I was getting to like, you know, I feel like now I'm starting to feel, feel real. Like I, I feel like enough people listen to what I have to say that they want to hear my opinion so that they can make a decision. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to talk about it. Um, but that's a problem in and of itself. What's that? That, 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 that there are people out there that cannot think well enough for themselves. I know that they need to hear what Andy and Chad and Sal and DJ have to say. I, I, that's I, a problem in and of itself. I agree, but I also don't fault them for that because I feel like even during this time, there's been times over the years, or over over this year, with the constant barrage of bullshit. Where I've even been, like I've come in and I've said to DJ, I'm like, bro, am I fucking seeing this wrong? Like, am I am I seeing this wrong? And I've asked all my smart friends. You know, my friends who are much smarter than me. Um, and I said, hey, look, dude. And I presented him with the evidence that I've seen and what I've, where I've come with my, and I said, what do you think of this? And dude, we're all seeing it the same way. And, and, and guys, it's, it's what I said two podcasts ago. None of this shit that you think is happening on CNN, MSNBC, all the, dude, these, these motherfuckers are all together to propagate a message to you. And if you think they're telling you the truth, you're in for a very rude, rude awakening very soon. And I've been trying to get that through people's heads over and over and over again. But it, 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 they come back and they say, well, if this was true, it would be on the fucking news. <laughs> I'm, like, Bro. I'm like, come on. You know, so. It, hey, when I when I did that marathon with coronavirus, yeah. I didn't know it, but my wife had reached out to a bunch of local news networks, and because I did this on purpose to reconcile some stuff within my own yeah. self, because I've been distraught about this whole situation, and uh, she, she, I didn't know she did that. She told me a week ago. She was like, "You know, I reached out to a bunch of news networks, told them you were doing this." Not not a single response. Oh, yeah. it's like yeah, you know, and I didn't, I didn't I didn't do it to, for I did it for myself. I did it to reconcile. For, she did that behind my back. You the know thing, what I mean? I mean, what a wonderful thing it would have been to show well, the on thing, the news. No, but the you thing know is, what I mean? The thing is, is if the news would have came out there, they're like, look at this man, this idiot. Uh, endangering the lives of other people trying to bullshit. I'd have gone out there. You see how no, but it's like seriously. You see how they fucking treat me? Yeah, I mean that's that's the real that that would have been the story. If yeah, it came. dude, I got fucking. Uh, there's Cosmopolitan, Good Morning America. They're talking about my 75 Hard program, and you know they say, "Oh, Andy didn't respond for no, you motherfuckers didn't reach out." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's it's always twisted, man. They yeah. they, they would have been saying, "Oh my God, Chad's I would have said on the news channel out here in Georgia, said, "Man, Forrest Gump himself is coming through Georgia. Come <laughs> <laughs> see it, son." No, Tom Hanks is in uh, Greece or something, yeah. right? No, no, no. I, we're talking about Chad. I know, but I'm saying, but the real Forrest. Yeah, see, you're joking. Don't, don't Gump. even fucking can't even get. Have it. you seen? seen it? Can't even Forrest get. It. Let have me you ask seen, you something. Have you, seen, have you seen Days of Thunder? Have you what? seen? Have you seen Top Gun? Oh, of course. You say, of course. Who's the main character? Top Gun. Uh, you got Maverick, you got Goose. All right, got, all right, yeah, all right. I mean, you on. get a hall pass there, dude. Right. I'm more of a Jeremiah Johnson type guy. Uh, Jer, Jer, Jamie Jer Johnson, Jeremiah Johnson. Who's that? Y'all haven't seen Jeremiah Johnson? No, who's that? Oh, uh, oh. y'all have a task for tonight. This is evening. that a movie? Oh yeah, yeah. My, my bad, Sal. What's up? No, man? you're good. I was sitting there. You, you, well, good. You said, I got something to watch tonight, Don. Well, I figured what DJ was going to throw in there, Brokeback Mountain, but I don't know, <laughs> I don't know where it was going to go. Bro, that's <laughs> his favorite movie. He talks about sure. it all the time. For sure. 
and uh, just big, wait the black big spoon, little out. spoon, homie. <laughs> no, but it's funny. Something just something hit me there. You said you're so distraught over this whole situation, and I think it it's to be able to peel this back, like Navy SEAL. You've done some of the toughest races from an endurance standpoint in the entire world. Seem to be bulletproof from that standpoint. What has you so distraught through this entire situation to make you have to go battle your internal demons? That's that's a really good question, man. And and I'm tell you what, brother. Um, a lot of people now that and I worry about this with Andy's fighting a hard fight. A lot of people the the love in their heart has grown cold, right? The love in their heart has the love for for their nation, for their for their fellow brothers and sisters, right? And so I'm I guard that. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm very conscious of that within myself. And um it hurts me inside. Deep down in here in my heart, in my spirit and soul, it hurts me to see what's happening. I was standing out in front of Chipotle down the road down here last night and there were a bunch of people out there had the masks on. By the way, the mask is hell on a beard. They had their masks <laughs> on, right? They they were all on their phones, and they were scared to death. You could see it in their eyes. And now it's not like that in Georgia. So I come up here, and it slaps me in the freaking face, man. And and it it legitimately grieves my soul to see what's happening because this is we are still this nation is still the beacon of light for the entire world. Believe that or not, we are. No, I promise dude, you, we are the, the beacon, the, the last remaining beacon. The fuck, the, the, I tried to curse last, <laughs> out of courtesy. The, the, this is your show, Andy. You I know, know bro, do, bro. I know, but I, I try to be- I don't think he's res- judging you. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but like when I go in someone else's house, I try to abide by their rules, you know? So, um, <clears throat> and be, you know, it's just, it is what it is. But the- The problem with what's happening in, in that regard, right? People losing faith in America, people losing. Dude, the real problem is they were never taught it in the first You're place. You're right. You're right, brother. They were never taught Great it in point. the first place. When we were kids, okay, it was Pledge of Allegiance in the morning, right? And a lot of people, well, that's brainwashing. Well, I, I hate to break it to you guys, but we are a team. The United States is a fucking team. And China is another team. And Russia is another team. And all the other countries out there, the good ones and the ones that aren't as good, they're also their own teams. And I said this so many times this year about, dude, if, they, if, if somebody comes to bomb us, who are they bombing? They bombing black people or white people? Are they bombing? Americans. That's right. They're bombing Americans. And people have not been taught for the last 20 years the price that has been paid for us to even have what we have, which has in turn cost us... Uh, 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 create a situation where we we where the majority of people under thirty years old take it for granted, and they don't appreciate what we have. Dude, when 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 there's a revolution going on in fucking China, do you know what flag they carry? They carry our flag. When there's a revolution going on in another part of the world, do you know what what chant they what what, what songs they sing? They sing the they sing the Star Spangled Banner. Okay, we represent that beacon of freedom and hope. And all this confusing shit that you guys feel right now, that you feel and that you feel and everybody listening feels, that's how people in China feel every fucking day. 
for the rest of their life. They don't know what's going on. They don't know the truth. They don't know. And they purposefully keep that so those people cannot create any kind of resistance whatsoever. And so there's psychological warfare going on right now. And you and I, we called it a, a, a cold revolution, right? People aren't killing each other yet, yet, but we are in a revolution. We're in the middle of a revolution, an attempted revolution, a coup, and nobody wants to fucking say it. And that's exactly what's happening yeah. right now. That, and that's hard words to say, man. Yeah. That's hard. That's, it's hard to say that, man. I know the cost. Yeah. I, I've seen the cost of, of, what, it, of, of what, what it's taken to yeah. foster and, and, and protect this nation, right? I've signed a check payable for an amount up to and including my life. Right? And, and I, that, that check is still valid. Mm-hmm. All right, but I signed it when I was 18 years old, and and I've seen the cost of uh, of what it takes to be the beacon, mm-hmm. and that's why, man, that's why it grieves me to see this happening, and that's why I had to go out and do that, and like you said, reconcile something within myself. I didn't feel like running a freaking marathon. I I did it in a way to take the power away from this whole situation, but within myself. I didn't do it for anybody else, right? And it was freeing, man. I don't recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) But it it, it really was, for me, it was freeing that now, before I did that, I would have probably came in here and had this conversation with you guys, and I would have been pissed off. Not at you guys. I would have just been amped up and pissed off, right? I'm not anymore, man. We've analyzed this. We know what's going on. Yeah. We're doing everything that we can do to change the tide. And there is hope. Yeah. There is enough good people left that if they will just do these simple things, this can shift. There is hope. Yeah. Dude, and people listening right now, like if you're if you're someone who did not vote for Donald Trump, this is not about politics. That's what you're not understanding. You're not connecting. When people argue for for the, for the freedom of America, and a lot of people are like, your your freedoms aren't under uh, under attack. You don't understand what's happening. You don't understand. Okay, you think you understand, and you're seeing it at surface value. And at surface value, is it a big deal to wear a fucking mask for a little bit? No, it's not. It's not a big deal. But when you don't, when you look at what's happening behind it and all the other things that are happening behind it, you start to see that this is not about wearing a mask and protecting people. This is about a bigger play that's happening to create a, a society that is not what America stands for. That's the truth. Think of the psychological effects of this whole mask thing. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, bro. It, it's it's going to... Not we won't even go down the road of yeah. of uh, of the financial fallout that well, it's inevitable. Right. I, I drive down this dang road and I see these businesses. Oh, we they're, they're shut. They, they they can't do anything, man. Chad, we don't we haven't even started the fucking painful part yet of the business. Like this is what people don't understand. Thirty percent of mortgages in America are past due right now. Are you serious? Thirty percent. Okay. We're the next year we're gonna see. And, and people, people think this is crazy. Maybe I should put my hat back on, all right? But what you guys are seeing is the purposeful destruction of the middle class, all right? Yeah, you said that earlier. Yes. Yeah. 
they are shutting down middle business so that the business shifts from mom and pop and small businesses and all these things to these bigger companies, all right? And what's that do? That creates a poverty line that is now there's much, many more people below the poverty line. Now, what do those people have to have to survive? They need to have aid. They need to have government aid, okay? And so the next election that comes up and, they, and you, you got to vote, are you going to vote to get rid of the government aid or are you going to vote for it? You're going to vote for it because you have to. And so what this is, is the implementation of, of socialism by force. And people don't understand that. They are forcing these, they think it's about health. They think it's about this virus. Look, dude, I, I understand it's, the virus is real. There's no question about it. I had it. He had it. He had it. You had it. My dad had it. We all fucking had it. Okay? It's real shit. Is it dangerous for people who are sick already? Yes. Is it dangerous for certain people who are heavy and overweight? Yes. You should probably try to lose that weight so it doesn't fuck with you. Okay? No one's denying that there's... This, people hear what they want to hear. Never... In, in the whole time I've been talking about this shit, have I ever said this is a hoax in terms of it being real. It's a real pandemic. There's a real virus. And it's going to come out, I believe, that it was intentionally put out. That's and, and that's and, already came out. Yeah. Well, you know, it's... Put that hat back on, Andy. The, these motherfuckers <laughs> are going to have to go to jail for people to believe that it happened. Yeah. And so, so what we have going on here is, a, is, is exactly what I talked about last year in December. It's, a, it's an, orchestrated, an orchestrated scheme to create a scenario where one... Donald Trump doesn't get elected. And, I, and, and originally, that's what I thought it was about. I thought it was just about getting him out. But now what I'm seeing is that it's actually about installing a permanent system of socialism in our country by force, by eliminating the middle-class business owner. And so you guys right now who are in that, you're a small... And by the way, we were that company. We, I was a small company. Had this happened to me 10 years ago, it would have put me out of business. Yeah. All right? Well, so, we are too, Andy. Yeah. yeah. I mean... So, so we have to understand of why it's so important to not close your business, no matter what happens, no matter what happens, no matter if they arrest you every day for a fucking month, you have to go back and open your business because if they accomplish what they're trying to force through right now, America will never recover. And why is there no stimulus bills talking about restarting these businesses? They're talking about trillions of dollars of stimulus. Why, why shouldn't all that stimulus go back to the companies that fucking went out of business to restart their business? There's no talk about that, right? It's because it's not about that. They, they went out of business literally for trying to be law-abiding citizens. That's right, dude. You and, know what I mean? It's, and dude, we, and, 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 and they're trying to do the right thing because they believe I should listen. And that's, that's the other thing Martin Luther King says. All just laws, you have, a, you have a moral responsibility to obey just laws, and you have a moral responsibility to disobey unjust laws. And in America, we have the right to open a business. We have the right to breathe the fucking air. We have a right to be free and not locked in our homes. Those are fucking rights. The, the Constitution yes. it literally... And That's dude, exactly the, that. these people who are closing their businesses are afraid. They're afraid, you know, my friend Ian Smith up in uh, uh, New Jersey, he's got $300,000 plus of fines, okay? But in the long run, he's not going to have to pay those fines because what's been, this is what you guys have to understand. There's a fucking law in this country and it's abided by. It's a fact. And when all this comes to court and all of this is sorted out and it's 
five years from now, those fines will not be paid by him. They will be dismissed because they're illegal. And this is what people are not understanding. And so we have this scenario going on. And this is why, you know, all of you guys who didn't vote for Trump, you're, you're, the chances are you're going to be very fucking pissed off here coming up soon. Okay. Because the law, the constitutional law and process of America is what determines what America does. Not the, not CNN, not fucking celebrities, not Hollywood, not all the fucking motherfuckers on Instagram, not Zuckerberg, not uh, turd from Twitter, Twitter turd, not any of these guys. Twitter turd. Okay. These motherfuckers can say whatever they want. They can say whatever they want. And it's not fact. It's, they, it's very clear to anyone who's watching right now what's happening. Oh, where's the evidence of voter fraud? Well, fuck, dude, if you're still saying that, you're not looking. You're not looking. It's willful ignorance. And at this point, willful, willful ignorance is a spit in the face to, the American, to America. Because at the end of the day, we're not Democrats and Republicans. We're not black and white. We're not fucking gay and straight. We're not any of that shit. We're all neighbors and we're all Americans. And we're letting them put this message to us to drive contention between us so that America can no longer unite. And guess what happens when America can no longer unite? It ends. It ends. It's over. And we're very close to that right now. We're very close. And people, like you guys, you guys think that I'm tinfoil hat man, but no, I'm not. I'm actually pretty fucking intelligent. And I look deep into what's going on. And dude, there's three scenarios. We're going to go ahead and talk about it. Fuck it. I don't care. There's three scenarios that can happen out of this scenario, out of this whole situation that's going on with the election. Two of them end with Donald Trump. One of them ends with Biden. Okay, here they are. Get ready to fucking pay attention. Number one, when they go to certify the election here in a few days, I think December 13th is the day. If those states that are contested do not certify the vote, that means Biden doesn't have 270 and Trump doesn't have 270. Then that goes to a vote in Congress where they have to vote along party lines. Republicans have 30 votes. Democrats have fucking 20. Each vote, each state gets one vote. And this is, you guys don't understand this process because you never were taught it in school. And this is not my fault. You weren't taught it. It's your fucking teacher's fault because we were taught this shit in second fucking grade. Okay. This is the process of the law. Now, when they vote that, Donald Trump has to win because they have to vote along party lines. There's no way you can fuck that. All right. And then they vote for the vice president. All right. So by math, if, if they don't certify the vote and, and the United States doesn't accept the vote, Trump wins automatically. And that's what you guys don't understand. As long as he doesn't concede, he automatically fucking wins. That's scenario one. Scenario two is there's an executive order going on right now that allows, and you guys can Google it, look it up, that, that one I sent you so I can tell them exactly what it is so they can look it up. There's an executive order signed in 2018 that allows Donald Trump 45 days post-election to examine the election for interference, foreign interference. Now, foreign interference doesn't necessarily mean it was China or India or whoever the fuck they're saying did it. It wasn't India, but uh, I love my Indian boys. But <laughs> I do, man. I got a lot of got a lot of people from India. Listen, man, I love you guys. They're going through some shit right a lot now of too. Doctors from India. Yeah, dude. They're yeah. they're good people. 
So, um, so what that allows to ha- do, do you have it? Okay. Executive order on imposing certain sanctions in the event of foreign interference in the United States election, September 12th, 2018. It is on the White House website. Now, if you go read this executive order, what this executive order does is it allows Donald Trump 45 days post-election to investigate the election. That means that after the vote certification of December 13th, he has five days after that. So even if they come through on December 13th and certify Biden, Trump has five days right there. It says it no later than 45 days after the conclusion of the United States election, the director of national intelligence in consultation with the heads of any appropriate executive departments and agencies shall conduct an assessment of any information indicating that a foreign government or any person acting as an agent on behalf of a foreign government has acted with intent or purpose or interfering in that election. That's five days post the certification. What does that mean? And what, how can we deduct what could possibly be happening here? Well, here, let me do the fucking hard thinking for you because I've already done it, all right? If they certify this election for Biden and there's fraud, which there clearly is fraud, and let's just say they say, fuck it, we want Trump out and we certify the election. This executive order by law, allows him to arrest any complicit party. Any complicit party. Media heads, anchors, social media heads, all these people who who complied with this massive disinformation bullshit. Biden himself, anybody who supported him, Hillary, all these motherfuckers, I'm not saying they will, I'm saying he has the legal right to do so under the United States. Okay. Now, do you think, let me ask you guys something. Do you think that Biden doesn't know this? Do you think the media doesn't know this exists? No, they know it for sure. Fuck yeah, they know. So they know this is the rule. So now you have to ask yourself, why are they perpetuating and pushing Joe Biden as if he's already president elect? Why are they trying to sell that so hard? Why has Kamala Harris not resigned from her Senate seat? Why, ha- why are all these things? Why are they do? I'm going to tell you why. Because they want what happened over the summer where there was all kinds of rioting and destruction. They want that shit to happen again the minute that this motherfucker is declared president. And let me tell you something. I don't really give a fuck who the president is. I care about the fucking Constitution. And what I'm telling you is accurate. And you're going to find out. Okay, so those are the two options. If he arrests those people and they're found guilty, they lose all their personal assets. Now, let me ask you guys something. You can say whatever you want about Donald Trump. You can say he's a piece of shit. You can say you don't like him. You can say he's rude. You can say this and that and this. But if you factually go back to anything that he said, it has come out to be true later on. That's a fact. And I don't give a fuck if you like him or not. People say, oh, he's a liar. He's a, no, he's not lying. The media is lying and you trust the media over him. So by the way, this is not a Trump thing. This is, this is what's happening, a scenario thing. Those are the two, two ways that could possibly go on. Now, here's, the danger, here's why it's so dangerous, okay? A lot of the people on the left who are upset right now, right? They burn shit all, you know, right now, they're, they're cheering. They're like, fuck yeah, you lost. Get the fuck out. Oh, they're all gloating. 
What happens when you found out that you talked all this shit and you actually lost? What happens? It feels pretty shitty, doesn't it? Makes you mad, doesn't it? What happens when you're mad? You do dumb shit. But here's why everybody has to be really fucking understanding and, and educate themselves as to what's happening. Because, dude, if these people go crazy again and go out in the streets and burn and riot and do all this shit, do you understand that you will not be out there fighting what you think are like rednecks and patriots and shit that have all the guns? That's not who you're going to be fighting. You're going to be fighting the fucking military, the actual military. It will be martial law. The National Guard is already in all of these cities right now. You know why it's already in the cities? To deliver the vaccine. To deliver a vaccine that over 60% of America doesn't want. Think about that. You think Trump's an idiot? This motherfucker is probably the smartest chess player on the face of the planet. And dude, and I, I mentioned a scenario where, where Biden wins. Here's the scenario where, where Biden wins. They certify the vote as Biden and somehow they... Get rid of Trump. And I don't know how. I don't know how the fuck you, I don't, I don't see, there is no path, there's no legal path for him to actually fucking win unless they completely just turn their backs on the Constitution. And in that case, that's what that failsafe is for. And a lot of people are going to go fucking insane. And they shouldn't be, you guys, you guys who didn't vote for Trump, you should not be mad at people who did. You should be mad at the motherfuckers who lied to you and manipulated you and got you all riled up on for a fucking reason. Now you have to ask yourself, what is that reason? What is the reason? They want you to go out and do their dirty work. The best thing that could happen to America right now is for everybody to say, hey, fuck all of you. We're America. We're tired of you guys fucking with us. When this shit goes down, that's how it should be. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be right versus left. It should be everybody versus them. That's the truth. And dude, you guys who you know didn't get your way or didn't get this or that, Dude, you've been played. You've been fucking played. And I've been saying this. And look, dude, am I, am I 100%? No. Okay? Like, could something else happen? Could I be seeing it wrong? Yes. I'm fully okay saying, hey, I was fucking wrong. Fully okay. If this turns out and Biden becomes the clear winner and he wins and it's legal and he didn't cheat and all this shit. Dude, I fucking, I'm still American, bro. Let's roll. That's it, bro. I'm, I'm in. All right? And, I, and I'll shut the fuck up. And I'll even say I was fucking wrong. I read the situation wrong. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. I fucked up because I can fuck up too. But I'm going to tell you this. I don't think I'm fucked up. I think I'm seeing it real clear. And the smart people I talk to see it real clear too. And this is not some foil hat. It sounds foil hat conspiracy shit because it is a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy. And dude, they've discounted all the people who can actually see the truth as conspiracy theorists or crazy right-wing crazy fucks. That's not, that's not what I am. And I'm a reasonable dude with an ability to look at the fucking facts and data and analyze it. And guys, I'm going to be real with you. People are going to be pissed when this all comes out and they should be. But I hope to God that everybody understands who to be pissed at because if it's not, it's going to be fucking bad. And it's going to be bad for a lot of people. And dude, that's what hurts me because as much as I don't, might not agree with some of those people's views and as much as I might not, you know, I'm, I still believe they have the right in America to have those views. I still believe that you have the right to believe anything that you want to believe and to do anything that you want as long as it doesn't infringe on someone else's uh, rights, okay, or safety or health, okay? Now, we have a decision to make as people in America. Are we going to be played? 
Are we going to fight each other? Are we going to fucking kill each other? Are we going to riot and hurt each other and destroy each other? Or are we going to wise the fuck up and say, hey, no, fuck all of you. All you motherfuckers lying to us, the media, the social media, the this, the that, the people who did this shit to all of us. Shouldn't we be saying, fuck you guys? I think that's what we should be doing. So, you know, I said I was going to come out and say what I think. That's what the fuck I think. Yeah. So, and dude. Can't say that. I'm not saying fucking happy holidays. holidays. We can fucking say whatever the fuck we want. (laughs) But, dude, look. I know that people are listening to that and are like, dude, you're fucking insane. Like you are fucking insane. You're in. You're in denial, bro. You've Maybe lost I your am. Marbles, yeah. Huh? You've lost your marbles. I haven't though. No. The, but aside from your three points, Andy, whether whether they're true or not, yeah. Whether they play out in that manner or not, the point of we are we're all a team, right? Yeah. And, and and who and who are who are? I we? guess Chad. Before, before, dude, I just want people to know, like, dude, if you're listening to this and you think I'm fucking crazy, dude, I'm concerned for you too. Like, this is why I'm yeah. sharing this. Like, I don't gain shit from talking about this shit. Like, dude, I get heat every time I bring it up. Like, I don't want to fucking talk about this, guys. I want to talk about how, I, I want to talk about winning, dude. I want to talk about your missions overseas. Yeah, I want to talk about all kinds of cool shit. But this is important. And, and I feel an obligation to at least open your eyebrows to the possibility that maybe I'm right. And that's all I ask. And if I'm wrong, dude, I'll be the first motherfucker to do a whole podcast and say, man, here's where I fucked up. I fucked up here. I fucked up here. I fucked up here. And this is how I came <laughs> to this crazy conclusion. And they ain't fucking lie. I'll be mad. I won't be mad at you guys. I'll be mad at them. And I'll be mad at myself. You know, I'm fine with that. I don't have, like you said earlier in the show, uh, pride is not a thing for me. I have zero fucking ego. A lot of people think because I'm loud and I got cool cars and shit that I got this big ego. No, motherfucker. I didn't get here by having an ego. I got here by being able to process information. Let, and, let me tell y'all something about Andy. I never met Andy before in my life. And I walked into that gym just a few hours ago. And this man walks up to me with the biggest smile on his face, says, hello, what's going on? It shakes my hand. And I thought, you don't know what to expect. You know what I mean? I, uh, Chad, got, I, I saw but, you looking at my muscles, bro. Uh, uh, <laughs> I saw you. I mean, I, I mean, but but look, man, he's I I I can tell, man. You you're not shooting a line of bull crap. Like you, I, your pride is not a thing for no, you. I not. saw that when I walked. Yeah. You opened this whole thing up to me, man. You don't know me from anybody. You know, and I think it's just the right way to be, bro. That's it, bro. You know, and that's and at the end of the day, I guess that's a great point to cap all that shit off. Whatever happens, whatever's going to happen, and hopefully it's peaceful, dude. I really hope it is, but I, I, don't, I don't see it happening because I don't think this message is going to be heard by the people that don't want to hear it. You, you don't see the guys that have been to war calling for war. No, fuck no. <laughs> no. And, and it, no it, shit. Dude, it's nasty, brother. Dude, yeah. and that's the other thing that we're not even, people aren't even talking about. Rogan said this, and you know, there's, there's a million plus veterans, dude, that are trained in this country and have guns, and those people are not siding with the left, you guys have to understand this concept. They're not siding with the left. And like, dude, so, so let's ask ourselves, let's ask a logical question. Why would they set their own people up to get fucking hurt? I, I have an idea, but I, I'm just saying, ask yourselves, why would they set their own people up to get hurt? 
Could it be that maybe they're going to call for, I don't know, NATO or China or someone else to come to the country and, and, and fucking aid them in their peacekeeping mission? Taking their country back. Let me ask you something. America's, uh, uh, the United States of America is a powerful country f- for a lot of reasons. But one of the biggest reasons is, is because of how the land actually lays. It's very hard for a foreign country to invade this land unless it were Canada, Canada or Mexico and neither one of them are capable. Okay. So you got to think about things like logistics. You know all about this shit. How are we going to get people there? How are we going to command there? How are we going to get supplies there? You guys don't understand what the fuck war is. Like, you guys all think it's gonna, you're gonna be out in the street, da 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 fucking this and that. Motherfucker, in real war, they shut off the power, they shut off the fucking food, they shut off fucking everything, and the neighbors are killing each other for fucking water, and then they go in and fuck people up. You don't fucking get it. Yeah. It, it, Am I right it, or wrong? It, it trips me out, man. All these, now, now I live in the South, dude. Yeah. And there, there's some redneck dudes in the South. And you see these old redneck dudes calling for yeah, you know, yeah. war, right? Yeah. And and I look at these cats and I'm like, brother, do you you you're 300 pounds with a gut and you've got a, a 20 gauge shotgun? Do you realize what it takes the physical capability that it takes to be effective on a battlefield? You, yeah, I mean, it, it, you go out and run some patrol to contact drills or some IADs for four or five hours where you're getting up. You saw me today. What was I doing? Burpees to pull-ups, right? Burpees to off the ground, up, jump, move, you know, sprint. It takes some. You know what's funny, dude? (laughs) When I was watching you train that, I knew what the fuck you're training for. I fucking knew it. And dude, dude, but these people don't fucking get that. And so you guys out there, you know, Don't fucking go out there and do that shit. Like if this shit doesn't go your way, don't go out in the street and fucking protest and do all this shit. Because here's what I think. I think they're setting those people up for fuck to to get fucking hurt so that they can call in what the fuck they want to call in. Agreed, brother. There is a better way. There is a better way to to reach a solution, man. I think if everybody could see, if that was on the news and people could hear it, everybody would be fucking together. They said, no, no more of this shit. Fuck you guys. They want news won't do it. They're complicit in it. And dude, I don't, I, guys, look, man, I don't have to do none of this shit. I don't even have to show up to this motherfucking building ever again. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. have, I don't have to fucking post on my Instagram. I'm past that point. I don't have to do a post every day to get everybody's attention. I don't have to do stories. I don't have to do fucking shit. I do this because I fucking care. And I, it, and it's real, dude. And you guys out there don't want to villainize me and say I'm fucking crazy and this and that. Bro, really listen to what the fuck I'm saying. And go back and listen to what I've told you guys all year. I'm right. And if I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. But right now, we do not need to be attacking each other. We do not need to be in the streets fighting each other. We do not need to be fuck. We need to be fucking listening to each other and saying, hey, dude, we all agree this ain't fucking right. And if you voted for Biden and, you know, you're, you're one of these people that's saying, oh, dude, Trump's just being this and that and this and this and this. And he's fucking a baby and he's crying. Dude, you guys are not seeing what's happening. You're not seeing it. You're brainwashed into the narrative. And I don't blame you for that because it's hard to resist. I myself am a very independent thinker. A lot of people ask what this hat means. This is a logo I made. You know why I made this logo? Because I don't fucking buy into the right or the left. 
I buy into what's right. All right. So I want to be patriotic for America. So I fucking put this hat on that I made myself and designed it myself. And what this stands for, I don't know yet, but it stands for fucking what I think America is. And what I think America is, is a place where all men are created equal, equal opportunity. Equal opportunity does not mean equality. It means you have the opportunity for equality. It means you have to fucking work. I, I believe in all, I believe that people have the right to do what they want to do. I believe that, that people should be left the fuck alone. I believe in low tax. I believe in high production. And I do believe in America first. Fuck, man, this is a competition. This isn't fucking, this isn't a fucking game, dude. This isn't fucking ring around the fucking Rosie. That's not the way the world is, dude. The world's fucking ugly, man. And you got to have people that, that are willing to fucking stand up for us. And dude, I'm just so frustrated with what's going on because everybody wants to get the comment. They want to type the comment that gets the attention or they want to make the story that gets the likes or they want to say the shit that's the funniest. And nobody's having real conversations. And we're in a p position right now, guys, that is very fucking dangerous. It's become necessary. It is. Yeah. It's, do, do you agree? Yeah, I do. I, I do agree. And, you know, the, the main— Because I'm interested in your take on it, bro. Well, the main thing that I have um, on that, Andy, is uh, I think there's also been a shift where we look to these politicians as our saviors. Yeah. Right? We look to these politicians, and, and you know, we talk about Trump and Biden and all this and that. Now, it's important who is in office, right? But they are there to literally serve us. Right. It, that is their position, right? Back in the day, the president of the United States could have been a farmer. Yeah. Or, 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 or elect, what, we didn't have electricity well, back then, but he, could, he, he was a tradesman, right? And he went and served his term, and he went back to farming. Right? These politicians are not your saviors. Now you should vote on who you on on whoever you want to vote for, not based off of this was a big thing, people talking about Trump's character. Mm -hmm. Right? I could care less what that dude's like. I could care less what his personality is. What is his policy? What what is he what is he going to bring to the table on that front, right? I don't care if the dude's a loud mouth. It makes no difference to me, man. Dude, I'll tell you right now, bro. Like, <laughs> I would probably, this is, and people are going to laugh at me about this. I would probably get along better with Obama than I would fucking Trump. Dude, but I, I worked for Obama a couple times, and he was one of the, the coolest cats. I mean, he was just right. calm, cool, collected. He had a swag, yeah. man. Cool cat, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have done anything for this dude when yeah. I, when when it was my job to preserve his life. Yeah, for sure, bro. Right? But yeah. like, dude, that's not what the fuck I voted for. I didn't vote for fucking Obama. I didn't. That didn't mean I hated him. I just didn't vote for him. That's right. That's it. Do I think he's? Do I think he was a cool dude? Yeah, I fucking did. I, dude, I said that a million times. But that's times. not what you're voting no, on. No, dude, we're exactly. not. This ain't a fucking seventh grade lunch table, dude. Popularity contest. Yeah. yeah, that's it, brother. I mean, what do you guys think of all that shit I say? Am I crazy? Am I seeing it right, or am I crazy? I, I don't think. Well, you're I already knew you're crazy, but that's. I mean, but that has nothing to do with what you just Sal's said. Sal's got something on yeah. his mind. I, I do. I can't. I can't. It's, it's chomping him a bit. Well, go said, ahead. Well, you said I, I'm. I'm actually. There's a couple questions for you, Chad. Since you are our guest of the day. We're in this together. I know. I do now. Were you more confused with the fact that that man was not fit for war or the fact that he thought he's going to go to war with a 20 gauge? <laughs> <laughs> That's question one. Question two, nine millimeter or 45, and what do you carry? Question three, are we shooting 223, 
you're shooting 308. What are we what are we shooting downrange? Dude, you know I got medically retired for traumatic brain injury, right? Yeah. And you just hit me with three questions. <laughs> so I'll we try, can write them on the whiteboard. I'll, I'll, I'll get one in here. I'll try to remember. One, 300 pounds or yeah, 20 yeah, gauge? Yeah, yeah. So, no, it is it's it is hilarious to me. Not, not because of the weapon of choice that we see in Redneck's hands. It's the fact that people have no understanding of what it's like to be on the battlefield and actually conduct maneuvers and be effective, right? Um, physically and mentally. People have no freaking, not even the inkling of a clue, right? This ain't deer hunting, right? <laughs> We're talking about this is a, a serious business. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, what do I carry? Nine millimeter, for sure. Uh, why do I carry nine millimeter? Because nine millimeter has been mass produced and the majority of other people carrying weapons is probably nine mil. So, so what do you shoot? I'm a Glock guy. Uh, yeah, my my carry is a Glock 19X. It's my favorite favorite weapon. And, knew, and hey, we knew it uh, again. Well, you got the other one too. Again, man, I'm a Toyota guy, right? The Glock is the Toyota pickup of the the gun world. It's always gonna start. What, yeah, what, I said earlier. what what happens when you need a magazine? What happens you when come you come to Sal's to house? Part I got thirty six nineteen X Max. Just in go. case, there you go. <laughs> They're all inter interchangeable, right? Easy day. So and, there's a lot of advantage. To and the I want to make sure that mine matches yours, so they're all flat dark earth. So you can, you know what I mean. You can oh, run yeah. that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's can. the FD. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite you weapon. Come to my house, buddy. I won't even have to come to the mountains. I got them all there. Ready Perfect, for you. brother. I love it. And then uh, for a long gun, man, definitely you got three choices for a long gun, and you should have all three. 5.56, five, 7.62, and 300 Win Mag. Yeah. They're, they're, if you really want to reach out there and, and Hit with some I, I, I'm sorry, brother, but you ain't going to tote that 300 Win Mag, son. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you make contact with, with that around. round. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, ain't nobody going to tote it, you know, so. That's why I'm at on that, bro. You can still move with a two two three in you, but not that three hundred win mag. <laughs> yeah, man, the two two the two two three. I mean, it's definitely an effective weapons platform. But now we talked about deer hunting in war. All right, so there is kind of a correlation. If I want to go shoot an animal, um, what am I going? I'm not going to take my two twenty three, dude. I'm going to take my seven six two or my three hundred win mag, right? Yeah. So you know, and they got a little more reach, so. Well, I mean, we always got that forty-five seventy in case you needed it, dude. <laughs> within a hundred yards, <laughs> there ain't nothing a, left. <laughs> within a hundred yards, you're gonna be good to go, brother. Yes, sir. But no, I'm a gun guy. I mean, I, I mean now I have no, I have no emotional attachment to guns. Um, I, a gun is literally just a tool to me. It's, uh, you know, how a carpenter has a hammer. Uh, the tool is an inanimate object. The hammer, it can't. The hammer could actually be used to take someone's life right but as long as it's just laying or it's in can the you, can you explain this to the rest of america please yeah fuck i yeah. mean dude these, these people who these people who guns think kill guns people. kill people so I, i'm a tactician right um that's what i trained my entire adult life is to be a warrior and so my weapon is literally my tool i have no emotional attachment to it uh, as a matter of fact that glock has four safeties I could drop it off the Empire State Building and it would not go off when it hit the ground, right? It's actually it's actually impossible for that weapon to fire unless you put your finger in the trigger well 
and pull the trigger. All right. So, yeah, no emotional attachment to guns, but you know how Andy spends money on cars? <laughs> you got the I'll, gun bug. I'll drive some money yeah. on. But but now, man, it's it's uh I've actually quit buying guns because now it's the freaking no, it's the ammunition, man. It's like you know, if uh, it's hard to get, it's, what's the point of having all these guns? That's exactly you right, right, man. Shoot out of it's uh, it's getting really, really hard to find. So yeah, that's no that's no mistake either. There's no mistake that why, why those things are hard to find. You you, you figure it is, out it, it isn't everybody buying it, it up. You figure out real quick. Yeah, I just bought a thirty thirty rifle that Henry uh, last week, man. They make a nice rifle. Yeah, they yeah. do. It's a beautiful gun. Cannot find bullets for it. Yeah, and you realize real quick. I don't care how many guns you have. That thirty thirty at this point, it's it's a it's big useless. club. Yeah, useless. That's baseball all bat. it is, man. It's yeah. a baseball bat. So, yeah, man. Dude, just to clarify that comment, people are buying the ammo, but that's not the only reason. You got to think about who who. If you wanted civil, if you wanted to take over a country, what what the fuck would you do? Take their guns. You would take their fucking supplies. So this, this maybe, is history, man. Yeah, bro. And this, it repeats itself. This is all, e even the, the entire situation that we see right now, it's, it's, it's literally history, man. Bro. Look, at, look at the Roman Empire, right? Look at the, the moral decay and all the things that happened. That was the biggest empire on earth, right? Um, never and, thought and possible to be able to never Yeah, exactly, man. And, and look at what happened. And Ego. you could translate that almost, in some cases, identically to what we face now. So it's history, dude. Oh, for sure. Where's the best place you've been? Best mm. and worst place? The best place that I've ever been is North Georgia, brother. I mean, <laughs> I, I've been all over the world, man. And uh, I, think, I think what we all, a lesson that I learned early on in life is that nothing in this life is going to fulfill you 100%. So no, it doesn't matter how extravagant the vacation is, how much money you have, what, what, what you drop. No, all that stuff is cool, right? And it feels good in the moment when you, when you, make, when, when you, when you have those things. But, you know, they, they don't, nothing in this life fulfills you, right? Um, that's because we're, we're actually created by God that, is we're meant for a, another life, right? So, yeah, North Georgia, love it. Appalachian Mountains, that's where I train. That's where I spend all my time. Like I said, I don't go to town. Worst place I've been, mm, probably my most, my least favorite place, man, was Djibouti. Djibouti, Africa. It was just, I remember flying into that place. Now, I've been to a lot of nasty places, dude, but I remember flying, and dude, I, I lived in a Connex box in the middle of the desert for like a month. And it was, it was pretty miserable, man, for sure. How long were you there? Uh, a month or so. Yeah. We bounced around a lot, dude. We bounced around a lot. We, we deployed in, you know, small teams and, um, got to do some different types of missions. You know, when the, the embassy in Benghazi, when it got hit, uh, the embassy in Tunisia got hit, simultaneously that was part of that whole arab spring nobody knows about that because they didn't actually breach the embassy walls and and kill the ambassador like benghazi but um got to be on that mission as a qrf um was yeah, that because you some, guys were there uh we were staged we were ford staged yeah um so got to do some cool stuff very non-conventional 
stuff, though, man. I had a, I had an interesting career from that standpoint. Yeah. What team were you in? SEAL Team 8. Okay. Yeah. I don't know anybody from 8. No, it's guys from 10, guys from 2, guys from 6. I, I'm really yeah. interested to see what happens to the SEAL platoons, dude, because uh, I saw a thing that came out the other day, and they're actually changing the SEAL creed to be non-gender specific. So, so they're pulling things out of the SEAL creed. They're changing words. So basically, the standard of that warrior society is being is being compromised, in my opinion. Um, and uh, I'm sure the boys don't like that. No, man. I, I, and I, I feel <clears throat> for those guys that are still running and gunning right now that, that are doing that job. You know, that's another group of people that I feel for because think of, think of what they're going through mentally, man. When they look at what's oh, happening bro. in the nation, and oh. they know that they're about to have to, you know, go yeah. down range in some capacity, yeah. And uh, and then they see their their act- actually their ethos and their creed almost being eroded. And you think, man, you talk about the PC thing. You cannot have a true warrior culture or society that is completely politically correct. I'm, I'm sorry. No, you I can't. Mean, we there's nothing ma- politically correct about shooting someone in the fucking face. It's, yeah, and, and, and there, there's a biological difference between human beings, right? So you've got to you got to maintain those standards to have a true warrior society. That's another thing that that is eroding. That we it's not even on our map, dude, because we got so many other things yeah. that, that we've got to worry about. You know what I mean? But dude, um, there's t- tell us about your uh, your entrepreneurial mission. Mm. Yeah, and your podcast, bro. Yeah, so um, I started a company called Three of Seven Project. So the three is uh, body, soul, and spirit. That's what the three stands for. The number seven is the biblical number for completion. So we just try to talk about all things body, soul, and spirit. And if you don't know the difference between those, it's uh, the body is the physical body. The soul is your mind, your will, your emotions. Your spirit is the part that connects you to your creator, right? The, the, the God conscious part of you. Um, so we try to talk about how to master, nourish, and maintain those three aspects of ourselves in order to live a, a com- more complete, well-rounded, wholesome lifestyle, you know. So we take people out in the wilderness, man, and take them on missions and got a podcast and I get to go speak and, you know. Um, how far booked out are you on the... Uh- on the wilderness trips. So we will we'll release the dates for 2021, probably next month. Uh, 2020 is closed out. So we did six courses this year. You know, I resonate a lot with Andy, dude. Um, I got nothing to prove, man. I live a very simple life. I don't, I don't need uh, a lot of money. I don't need any, really any of that. I, my life is wonderful. Um, I do this stuff literally because it's uh, – I'm passionate about it, man. You know, it is. It's making a difference. Dude, we've trained 48 people in 2020 in the midst of this chaos, right? And we get groups of eight individuals that I hand select. I got probably, I had over 500 applications for this. I had to choose 48. And we take them out and we develop them. And, and uh, I mean, what an honor it is to have been able to train 48 other human beings that can go out into the world and, and take those lessons with them, and it's powerful, dude. Dude, I that's mean, awesome. The mount, the mountain does it. You know, you take these people out there, and by the second day, 
You know, we're around the campfire, we're beat up, we're tired, we're nasty, we stink. And you got grown man, grown men that are just breaking down and just pouring their hearts out, you know, into that team. And uh, it's been it's been wonderful, brother. That's so, cool, man. Yeah. So how many days you take them out? We go out for three days. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take long, man. Uh, for <laughs> for that for you know for it to click for people and and it's 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 individual development and also team development because um, out there, I will continue to drag your dick through the dirt until you make that mental shift from me, me, me to what does the team need, right? Team gear before personal gear. Me versus we. Yeah, man. And when you see that happen within a team, it's like there's nothing more rewarding That's than so watching cool, that dude. happen, you know? Shit, man, I might want to do that. That sounds fucking awesome. You got to sleep outside. That's all right. I ain't so, no bitch, man. It's cold. I know you think I'm soft, <laughs> but I ain't that soft. <laughs> well, this Fuck. is a, it's a lost art, dude. You know, we take these people out there, and I mean – not, uh, I mean, not many people have ever drank water right out of a, a, a spring. I, I drink all my water out of a spring, straight out of the mountain. So these things are are normal for me, you know, these skills, hard skills. Yeah. Um, but it's a lost art. We teach them how to navigate using a map and compass and all these hard skills, along with the, the mental and the spiritual experience. They get those hard skills that they can take with them. Because, dude, we, we're all landowners. Yeah. We we collectively we we own like hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of acres across this nation, and we're not using them anymore. Yeah, right, because we don't have the skills anymore to go out and actually explore them and and find the beauty in them. People are actually scared of nature, and when you get them out of those four walls and take that cell phone out of their hand, brother, the magic happens. I don't even have to do anything. Fuck, dude, I'm doing it. Mine happens when I I'm doing. Let me know when you have those things because I'm I'm gonna do it next year. I'm doing it. Yeah, I, will, yeah. I, I got a feeling we could probably fit you in. Andy. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm just saying. I'm no guy. Yeah. Look, dude, I, I I follow the rules like everybody else, man. That's it, brother. I don't look for I don't look for special shit. Like that sounds awesome because I don't know any of that shit. Yeah, you know, we weren't raised like outdoors yeah. dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like it'll, we play sports. It'll change your perspective, yeah. and it, and it opens your world up, man. When you realize, man, I can I can put a bag on my back, and I can take a simple tool like a compass and a map, and I can literally go anywhere. You know, and it, that's that's a that's a freeing feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just yeah. it, it empowers you. So a huge confidence builder, I bet for people. Oh, hundred yeah. percent, brother. Yeah. You so we we have fun. Mainly with with three seven project in my business and, and my brother, I, I mean it, uh, my brother's my partner, and dude, we just have fun and pour into people, and you know we get a little bit of return on it on the money side, which is we got to pay bills, we we got to eat, we we got to pay for that new suburban, right? That's yeah. right, uh, heated seats. Yeah, man. But other than that, man, we have fun, brother. Well, it's awesome, Chad, dude. Thank you so much for coming up, man. This is this has been an awesome conversation. I think. Uh, I think people are really going to take a lot from it. I have a feeling it won't be the last. Yeah, no. And dude, you're welcome to come back anytime. Really. Well, I do appreciate, yeah. I appreciate you guys opening up uh, this platform to me. I, I don't even know the half of what it took to build this. Oh, it, it, just, it, took, it just took me running my mouth. <laughs> no, it, <laughs> five, it, 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 more than that. Yeah. I mean, th this, th what you guys have done and what you guys are doing is, uh, is is literally second to none. Thank you. And I, I, I couldn't be 
it couldn't be any more of an honor to just be here amongst you guys. Well, I think that's a mutual feeling. Brother. Very much mutual. Yeah. So, guys, that's the show. Uh, remember, if you got something from the show, if you learned something, if it inspired you, if it woke you up a little bit, got you see things different, tell one person, man. Just tell one person. We're not asking for you to go to do all our work for us. Um, but we ask that you pay the fee, man. So appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Stay safe. Stay smart. Keep your eyes open. And I'll see you next time. Told my teacher, don't